everybody. What's up? Welcome to another great episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I'm Parker. I'm joined by a pretty good-sized panel today. I got John back. Hey, John. Hey, everybody. And two episodes in a row, John. I mean... It's almost like you're the co-host of the show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like we, we thought about the show and we're like, yeah, let's do it. And I yeah. actually was on board for it. Yeah. You should know we talk a lot of shit about you when you're not on the episodes. Yeah. And, well, and you're never going to hear it. Yeah. Because you don't listen when you're not on or yeah. when you are on. I actually don't listen when I'm on especially. Mm-hmm. God, you're so bad at this. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got Andrea. Yo. Uh, we've got Intern Allie. Still unpaid. Still unpaid. But you know what? If you listen to that last episode... I did get a banging bottle of whiskey, so I'm okay with it. You're welcome. And we're joined again by a friend of the show, Drogo. And uh, Drogo happens to be a, uh, a representative of the, the great distillery here in Chicago, Koval. Yes, yes. So I'm... welcome. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do with Koval. Yeah, so um, I am a brand ambassador with them. Um, so a lot of times I am out in the field uh, doing tastings uh, and pouring Koval spirits for people to try and... Uh, you know, educating them as, as best I can. Um, we're going to start doing some cocktail classes at the distillery uh, coming up here soon. I'll Fine. be uh, I'll be teaching those um, and doing some distillery tours uh, as Very well. Exciting. Um, and uh, we've we've been doing like a kind of a cocktail class slash cooking class at the Fairmont Hotel um, for people there. It's called awesome. Cooking and Cocktails um, or Cocktails and Cooking. Um, <laughs> Yeah, either way. Fine. We get the gist. You get the gist, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that's been fun, too. Yeah. So just kind of uh, spreading the word of Koval as it is. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, I'm excited for this. I mean, I've actually never toured the Koval distillery, and Koval is like the OG distillery in Chicago. I feel like when I moved here, that was like one of the first things I heard about Chicago was Koval. It was the first distillery to open in Chicago since the mid-1800s. Really? Yeah. It was founded in 2008 by uh, Dr. Robert... Berniker and Dr. Sonat Berniker Hart. I think I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Sonnet. Sonnet. Berniker. All right. Sonnet. There Sonnet we go. Sonnet Berniker Hart and Dr. Robert Berniker. That is incredible. Very good. They're both doctors. Yes. Um, yes. Two, two. Is that is that a medical doctor or a PhD? Or yeah. PhDs, but yeah. PhD in uh, booze making because I want that one. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, hospitality. Ni- neither one of them have a PhD in distilling. Uh, <laughs> interestingly enough. <laughs> well, I am super freaking excited to uh, give this all a try. So, how do they get the name Koval? Then, do we know? Yeah. So, um, Koval. Uh, it's actually a, a pretty common last name uh, in in Eastern Europe. Uh, it kind of roughly translates as like a smith, like a, like a blacksmith, mm. um, uh, so someone who forges. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it's also a, a, like a Yiddish uh, term for like someone who forges ahead, someone kind of like, uh, you know, walks to the beat of their own uh, drummer. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, so Dr. Sonnet Bernecker Hart's uh, uh, grandfather, great-grandfather, excuse me, uh, got that nickname because uh, he left um, Vienna left Austria uh, in the 1930s and moved the family to uh, the United States to start a, a new a new life here in the States. Great time to move. Perfect here, time to there. move um, yeah. out of that area. Uh, yeah, and then a few years later, uh, this little thing called World War II. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd heard of it. Um, and uh, so sometimes uh, the Smith in, Ger- in German translates as like Schmidt. Uh, so if it, people that are uh, have a last name of like Schmidt or Smith, I know the John um, Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that uh, has its roots uh, in Cobal. Very cool. cool. Oh, that's very very cool. Not, not Minchinburg though. Yeah, that uh, one's a little. Thick. It's so weird that Parker is Argentinian. I everyone says yeah. how weird that is, but you know what? We have a long story history there. So there you go. Mm-hmm. 
moving, well before moving on, <laughs> moving on. Uh, um, so yeah, Koval all about grain to bottle approach to making their spirits. Yep. Um, and they they like they use the heart cuts, which uh, you know people who know heads, tails, hearts, they use the heart cuts for the best quality spirits. That is correct. Um, anything you can tell us about their their overall like process as, as far as that goes? Yeah. Um, so. Uh, most of the whiskeys are made with a 100% mash bill of, of said uh, grain. So like hmm. the, the rye is 100% rye. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the bourbon uh, cannot, well, it could be 100% corn. Um, it's not, but... Uh, that would just be rough. 100% corn? Yeah, mellow corn, you know, like, yeah. I, I've tried some 100% corn bourbons. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're a little rough. Leave a lasting impression. <laughs> it's right. very frontier. Um, uh it, I, we, they use um, uh, a hybrid still because uh, it gets really good gas mileage. That's why they. Is it like cool. a pot still and a column still? It, it is. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly yeah. it. Not nice. because it gets good gas mileage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was uh, a joke, guys. Hold on. <laughs> Work that board. Oh, there good we go. Good job, <laughs> producer Thank Parker. Thank you for the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, uh, uh, Robert designed the still uh, himself. Um, it's, a, it's really cool. It's, it's patented. Wow. Um, yeah, so it is, it's a combination. It's, it's a first, uh, is a pot still and then yeah, column stills. Well done. <laughs> Let's go Robbie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of, it's actually kind of cool story. Uh, so Robert grew up outside of, uh, Salzburg in, uh, in Austria and his grandfather had a distillery on the family orchard. Um, and I don't know, I think, uh, at some point, uh, in the, uh, what was it the Irish whiskey episode? How, how many whiskeys were we talking? I mean, distilleries were in Dublin at one point. Uh, I believe it's as of last year, it was 42. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in Austria, there's like 27,000. Holy oh shit. God. Like everybody's got, every person has a still. I mean, just about. Yeah. Wow. I mean, think, if you think about uh, Austria has a population roughly like the size of Chicagoland. Um, that's, that's crazy. That's a lot of distilleries. Is it because there's like a lot of like fruit and stuff to like distill? And that, that is exactly it. it. The the tradition is mostly fruit distilling to make like brandies as opposed mm-hmm. to kind of the mm-hmm. grain distilling that we do in the United States. Um, but yeah, so uh, so Robert kind of like starting at the age of seven was like helping grandpa out in the distillery. Wow. They were kind of like his childhood chores, right? That's, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how old he was when he had his first sip. His first sip? I'd say probably around seven. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not going to give a seven-year-old the job of like go do something with this mysterious liquid and they're not going to just give it a little taste i mean right well i mean if they're doing fruit fruit brandy though like hey go pick all the fruit i mean they can the seven-year-old can do that right yeah right well, uh, no. and a lot of those brandies in, in eastern europe are not aged also mm. you know just kind of yeah the fruit forward yeah um yeah so he kind of like took his childhood you know chores and <laughs> made it into a family business wow well, i am so excited to give this a try <laughs> i'm hoping to maybe make like mopping or one of my family chores into something lucrative one of these days yeah, it, you know champion mopper yeah. john over there yeah let me just uh email the chai spirits guys and let us know if you need anybody like <laughs> john's starting a cleaning service <laughs> well i'm just yeah, about my chores that i had to john do john only has the five jobs he's, yeah. a sixth, he's a sixth job yep yep trying to make that pension do uh do we need to clarify T- uh, hearts and heads and tails at all? I am a little confused. So if you want to tell me what a uh, heart cut is, I would be all ears. Yeah. So that that really, Parker, I guess, goes back to your question of you know a little bit about the process. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so excuse me. So when when you're distilling and the, and the liquid is actually starting to come out of the still, 
Um, the first 10% or so uh, is the head cut. Um, and that's not drinkable. Um, okay. It has like... Mostly poison. It mostly, yeah. yeah, it's like <laughs> acetone in it and methanol. And I mean... Great for cleaning. But, yeah, great yeah. For, And that's actually what we use if we clean yeah. the distillery. And, and that's what wow. John's going to use yeah. with his new cleaning business that <laughs> right. he's starting. Right? Is the head cuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we use it to clean the floors in the distillery. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's great as like a nail polish remover, mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. uh, but not so great for drinking. Uh, then the, like next 70%, that's like the pure, sexy, delicious uh, ethanol. Mm -hmm. The good no, shit. Yeah, the good shit. Yeah. No impurities, uh, just perfect alcohol. Um, and then the last like 20% or so, the tail cut. So yeah, the heart, right? The head, mm -hmm. or the, head the heart and the tail. The tail cut has um, has impurities in it, but it is drinkable. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of distilleries do use it. Um, just we don't. You see it a lot in like mezcals. <laughs> Or, and like, uh, yeah. Well, we've also had some rums on previous episodes where they'll they'll do like a redistillation of the tails, mm. and uh, and that's like I know with um, oh, it was a rum, the little bottle. Todd loves it. Privateer, there it is. Oh yeah, uh, Privateer, and they're like Queen Share rum. They do a redistillation of the tail cut, and they take and they take that. So they're to help clean up the the impurities, but it's still that tail cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we we actually do a similar thing. Yeah. So we we take uh, the the tails and then we redistill them. Um, and as, as they get redistilled, um, they, the impurities get distilled out, but also a lot of flavor gets distilled out. Mm. Um, and then we use that kind of a neutral like spirit that's created uh, as a base for our liqueurs. Oh. Very cool. Okay. So waste not, want not, but also, you know, yeah. trying to get the, the flavor and like the good stuff where you're really going to taste it. Yeah. Yeah. Because think, think of it kind of like if you have orange juice and there's pulp in it and you don't like pulp. Mm. Right, so you, you strain the pulp out, and you have just the juice, and then you can take that pulp and make a little more, you know, mm -hmm. press it for a little more juice. Um, I good hate stuff. pulp, so that was the perfect example for me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, yeah, uh, and a lot of distillers will, will actually like blend the tails and and the hearts, and then age them together. And a lot, of, some of those kind of impurities get kind of filtered out a little bit during the aging process, um, and also a lot of the. Um, the flavor too uh, of the tails, uh, they produce kind of like a vinegary almost kind of okay. uh, flavor. And and tail is actually like a really good term for that part of the distillate because not only is it like the end of the distillate, but it does kind of smell like wet dog. Oh. And on that note, let's <laughs> drink some bourbon. Where there's bourbon, no, that's, no that's, tails. That's no tails. That's hard cut. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and yeah, and the distillery, of course, is uh, located up in Ravenswood, I believe. Yep. yep. Uh, Ravenswood, actually on Ravenswood Avenue at uh, 4241 North Ravenswood, a uh, little north of uh, Irving Park, a little south of Montrose. I mean, so yeah. cool. So definitely like Chicago local. Like, yeah. When yeah. we say it's locally yeah. made, it's not like in Evanston or mm -hmm. Galena or. Oh, man, shots. I was just going to say shots fired to anyone yeah. in Evanston right now. Uh, or, or Galena. And if people in Galena um, are like, that's Chicago made, man, that we, is a long trip. We, yeah. we, we, right? we, we John, we did get an invite to go out to Galena. Just I mean, I'm just saying, like, I can't wait, but it, yeah. they should be Galena proud. Yes, yes. There's actually a, a vodka that's called Chicago Vodka, and, it's, and like, the label of it, mm -hmm. you know, has, like, the stars from the flag, and it's made in, like, Melrose Park or something. Not fair. <laughs> not fair. Oh, I know Come what you're on. talking about. I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> Too far. I'm not but, saying it's a bad product by that, any means. Yeah, I'm no. But no, very fair point. I've, I've only visited this story once, and it was for a bachelor party, like, five years ago, so not since we've had a podcast. We'll have to get back there at some point and... Uh, and check it out, especially for a cocktail class hosted by our friend Drogo here. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And I've, I've got, I've got um, tour passes for everybody here. 
Oh, oh fantastic. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I oh, am man. In. I so am each, in. Each, each of these oh, is, is, uh, awesome. is good for two people. It's oh, my God. Oh, shout out. Yeah. Shout out to all the dates I'm going to get. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> the lucky winner could go on a tour with me. And Allie, your number is again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're sending your applications. Try spirits, guys, at gmail.com. Um, please keep the pictures PG. I'm, yeah. I, I can't emphasize this enough. I'm tired of getting the non-PG pictures, but please stop. Right. I've enjoyed them, but Parker is the one who has to... Uh... Yeah, I'm screening all the calls, gang. This is not, <laughs> not ideal. Talking about bourbon, um, so <laughs> the first thing we're going to try, we have a, a lot of things to try here, Yeah, which I'm very excited about, because um, it never goes wrong when we drink 10 things on an episode. Yeah, I might uh, even just grab a... Dump. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but first up, I wanted to start with our, the single barrel bourbon, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, I don't know what your most you know prolific spirit is, but this seems like to me a good place to start kind of the, the regular single barrel bourbon. Yeah. And this is, uh, this is our number one sellers. Okay, bourbon. great. So yeah, it's, it's 51% corn, 49% millet in the mash bill. Is that right? That's that wild. Great. That's yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. That grain you never see as a flavoring grain. In, in yeah. I don't know anyone else using millet. Like I really don't. Yeah, um, this is kind of what makes the bourbon unique. And then we actually have a 100% millet whiskey also. That I've, I've seen that. I don't mm-hmm. remember if I've had that. Is that that's around, is that around not as often? Uh, that, that's, you, you, it's on the shelf of your local. Is it? Store. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, that's it, cool. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's made like year round. So thing. millet, what's crazy about that is uh, I used to go dove hunting and we would hunt in fields of millet because... They it's love a, it. It's a great chocolate. It's a that's good, such a Florida thing. It is a good grain. A great chocolate brand. Millet? Dove. Dove. Oh, dove, yeah. 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 Hunting doves, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Easter's mm. around the corner, John. That's, uh, That's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of kids are going to be hunting for dove candies and uh, in eggs. I'll be pushing them down. I can push them down. But uh, yeah, the single barrel bourbon we got in front of us here. And so age less than four years in new, heavily charred 30-gallon oak barrels. Um, so I got to ask, so when, it says, when I read this on the Koval website, so it's aged less than four years. Is that three and a half years? Is that two and a half years? Do we know? Um. Let's say like two to four. Two to I four, mean, okay. Because uh, you blend it, right? Yeah. Or no, this well, is single, single barrel. Single yeah, barrel, yeah. yeah. Um, just, you know, different, you know, barrels age differently mm-hmm. in the barrel house kind of depending Fair. on uh, no, That is very true. Yeah. As we've had a lot of experience with single barrels that uh, some are great, some are not great. Age does not always save it. Also, 30 gallons is, I mean, significantly smaller than the standard 54. So, I mean, that goes faster. Oh, absolutely. So and, it's hard to see like where things are going, you know. Yeah, so that, 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 yes, that is a lot older based on the size of the barrel. So it's going to taste a lot older typically. But let's say, yeah, it comes in about 40 bucks at your local liquor store, 94 proof. Oh, it smells really, wow. It's so oaky, like in a good way. I want this in a candle. It's, it's got this really cool floral kind of smell or sweet. It's not. I get like a potpourri. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. potpourri. I get that. Oh man, Parker's on the soundboard. Yep, that's, that's how you know I'm working the board. Listen, this producer thing's kind of fun. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to do this more yeah. often. Producer Jenny, look I out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's just so uh, it's almost like a perfume. It's elegant. I'm telling. I mean this as a compliment. Like I want it as a candle. I mean, do they sell candles at the distillery? Well, I was I just going to say, if you visit our retail store at the distillery at 4241 North Ravenswood, uh, you, you can get <laughs> I can get, get it candles. as a candle? 
What the oh, hell? Oh, that's a great you idea. You didn't bring any uh, gifts yeah. of, of candles today? Well, he didn't realize your love of gifts, Allie, but bring I, your gifts. he does now, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, when I go on this tour, I will be bringing some candles home with me. Yeah. All right, I'm dying to try this. Yeah, give it a try. Oh, yeah. Oh uh, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting that same potpourri on the palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the nose is a lot like the palate. A little spicy. I get the spice for sure. For sure. That's a good single barrel. The, the yeah. finish, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that spicy finish. finish. I get like a little Ooh. honey sweetness at the beginning, and then you get yeah. definitely spice. Spice at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's delicious. Yeah, I like the spice at the end. That's very my favorite fall. part. Very fall. Mm-hmm. Yes. Me. Yeah. This would be a good a good thing to sip after going to like the pumpkin patch. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> the corn maze. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm. Oh, very solid. Yeah, like, nice spice finish. I like. I, I agree with you on that honey in the front end. No, very good. Um, Allie, your thoughts? Oh, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. I I'm definitely getting oak. Um, yeah, and I like I love that as a flavor note. So it's you know th- mm-hmm. that's a good thing as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, it's really good. I love the the spice, and I love. Uh, I gotta say that was really elegant. I definitely thought that the I was getting a wood but it was almost like a cedar almost like reminded me of like I have the cedar chest that I keep some winter stuff in and it was like kind of like opening that up it was really that millet almost reminded me of a malt like a as a grain way more mild than uh like a rye grain like as a flavoring grain really interesting I thought kind of more flavorful than like you know an oat or malt like that was cool. I will say that's not what I would expect. You see bourbon on the label, and that's not what I would expect from a bourbon. It was like um, very complex. Is all, uh, is all of the bourbon 49% millet? Yes. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. That was a great pop. And we all, um, uh, not only are we made locally, we, we source locally too. Um, so we don't go much than more than about 150 miles um, wow. out. And a uh, really cool thing too, everything is, you know, is single barrel uh, and every bottle has uh, the barrel number on it. Um, and Love that. With that, yeah, so like, here we go. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. barrel number. And it also lists the ingredients, um, which a lot of alcohol does not. Yeah. Um, which uh, in this case, we're passing around the oat whiskey right now. It All it says is oat <laughs> because <laughs> it is just 100% oat. Yeah. I, um, I changed gears from our rundown. I, I, wanted, I, I just flipped the next two. Okay. I think that's a good call. Uh, yeah. I, in retrospect, I like this one next better. Uh, this, this is the single barrel oat whiskey, which um, is aged three to four years in new heavily charred 30-gallon oak barrels. Um, 45 bucks your local liquor store, 80 proof. But yeah, is it? A, it's 100% oat, I believe. It is 100% mm-hmm. oat in the mash bill. Yeah. And oat, this is like Quaker oats. Like this is oatmeal oat, right? Yeah. Take, yeah. Like, Take your breakfast and, I love and, it. and make a booze out of it. Every day I eat oatmeal. I love oatmeal. Also so certified much. organic. I think most of your stuff is certified organic. It's all certified yeah. organic uh, and it's also kosher. Oh, that's oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Shout out. One percent um, of you can drink this, Andrea. Because <laughs> some people are really looking for that organic. I mean, yeah. Well, and, and yeah. certainly some I people are looking that. for that kosher. Well, it's actually which is very cool. Organic is kind of important if you're trying to keep healthy, you know, pesticide free. Is it gluten free? That's the important thing to Allie. Oh, Jesus. Yes, baby. Yeah, no, nothing weeded over there, right? Okay. <laughs> oh no, we'll, we'll get to the next thing maybe. But uh, what are you guys getting on the nose initially? Oh, that is that is wild. That is totally different than the last thing. What? That's so holy shit. It's good. I'm just trying to find. 
It's so specific, and yeah. yet I can't. It's almost vegetal. It's almost like I get kind of like stone fruit, like like mm. plum or um, it's like white pepper a little bit. Mm-hmm. I almost get like a prune to it. I could get prune yeah, for like, sure. Like prune, I like your I like your pepper note there a little bit, a little hint of that. I don't know if it's mint, but it has that like something about the freshness. I don't know if it's the vegetal note that you're getting, maybe, John. It's so clean. It's almost like yeah. angular. It, it, it's like fresh cut grass. Yes, that is what it is. Yeah. Fresh cut grass. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to play, I'm like 12, about to go play a soccer game Saturday morning. Taking your sip of, sip of bourbon before you look, head to the field. L- looking for my dad. He's I was just going to say dad's he's not, not there. there. Well, dad's not there. there. You got the bourbon though. So. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That is so, oh man, that is sharp. But let's try. Good. All right, John, first thought, what do you think? Yeah, I'm looking at the flavor wheel. It's uh it's good. It's I'm trying to find where it is. It's spice and like sweet. It's it's, it's sweeter than I expected yeah, it's, for it's, sure. It's a lot sweeter, less spicy than I was expecting based on the nose. Um there's still a hint of that spice, but it's like not not even close to as prevalent. Yeah, it does yeah, it's not as uh, peppery at all. Mm-hmm. Uh Drogo, what's your least favorite thing about this particular pour? <laughs> What's my least favorite yeah. thing about it? Like what, do you dis- what do you dislike about it most? Um, that I didn't have a bigger pour. <laughs> yeah. That was a trick question. He's, he's pretty good at this. All right. <laughs> yeah. I care too much. It worked too hard. Care, care, yeah. care too much. Mm. That is really cool. Once again, it's freaking delicious. I'm looking, I'm looking under sweet to find so, what it is. So by process of elimination, I don't get a lot of like barrel influence. But it also doesn't taste grainy. You know what I mean? Like some stuff that tastes it young does, It doesn't taste grainy at all. No. I get a little clove. I get a little yeah. could anyone honey. Get, could anyone get toffee on that? I could see that. I get a little toffee yeah. on that. Um, and I mean, it's delicious. And, and you see what I mean about like different the hard cut? Like mm. how, yeah. how smooth Yeah, absolutely. it is? I think you're right. Yeah, that's a really good point because I think a lot of times when you taste something about like a, a whiskey or a spirit that's kind of like off-putting a little bit. Like you said, vinegary maybe. Like this is so finesse. It's uh, so just elegant tasting. Almost like, like concentrated. It. It's, like, the, it's the fatty part of the tuna, gang. Yeah, if absolutely. You're, if you're into high-end sushi. Absolutely. That Toro. Yeah, right? Mm. Wow. Mm. And I think another part of what I'm tasting is I'm just looking at the proof points. And the last one we had was 94 proof. This is 80. So it does make sense that it's not hitting me quite as hard. Um but it's delicious. It's really good. What's incredible about that 80 proof, though, is that it's so flavorful. I mean, absolutely. We we were tasting um, 80 proof Irish whiskey, and it was fine. It was, but it was just it was so hard to find notes at all. And this one was so easy. It's really incredible. A lot, a lot of uh, fans that's at the studio trying to get in, but you know, yeah. I I appreciate Security. their enthusiasm. But yeah, we, we we can't let them see how the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. Oh, the sausage is done back there. Let me grab Although I, for our hundredth episode, we are going to um, video it. Uh, Whiskey written Jake is very insistent that he wants to come over and uh, record that historic event. Oh, so yeah. you're telling me you're going to allow me and Savannah on an episode together again? We'll oh, oh, were you going to be on that episode? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the people have been clamoring for me on this episode. Let's just make sure that uh, Whiskey Written Jake and Savannah are close all to of, the All of Ali's burner accounts have been clamoring for her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone's got to do the hard work, okay? <laughs> and Put it's my burner accounts. 
Anyway, that, that was incredible. Yeah, very and very um, unusual in a good way, like very unique. You know, I, I can't think of something I've tasted like that anytime recently. And I, you know, that kind of goes back to the Koval philosophy of like forging ahead, mm-hmm. right? Like we're we're, all, we're trying to do stuff a little bit differently, um, and then subsequently, like the stuff that you know was kind of back in two thousand eight when we first started that was a little different. Now a lot of other distilleries are adopting. Um, we also have a, a really big uh, consultation. Um, Mm. aspect uh, to the... Uh, I mean, there have been so many startup distilleries since you all started that, I mean, they must need some expertise. And, and we do that. Um, that's that's definitely um, one of the things that uh, we do aside from just making whiskey. Um, <clears throat> we've consulted on opening new distilleries like all over the world. Uh, like from like the biggest distillery in Uganda to wow. little craft distilleries, uh, mm. you know, in Europe to um, the journeyman, uh, the, uh, you know, in, in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Their uh, master distiller there was trained by Robert. Um, That's so I cool. Mean, uh, yeah, we actually talked about that when we did our oh, journeyman right. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we visited that distillery. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's a fun tour by the way. But yeah, they, we, they, that is very, they're very upfront about that, that he, uh, he he got his uh, early training um, after his falling in love with it when he was in um, Scotland. Mm-hmm. Got some early training at Koval, so that's uh, very cool. And then um, our that's where our bar- our, our barrel house is not very far from uh, the Journeyman Distillery. And do you have a key to that? And do you, yeah, do, you, uh, do you misplace it easily? Where is that again? The exact address. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we going next? So uh, next up, when we flip these around, we're going the single barrel four grain whiskey. Wow. And the, the four grains are oats, barley, rye, and wheat. Uh, aged again three to four years in new heavily charred 30-gallon oak barrels. Uh, similarly, 45 bucks. So this is back to 94 proof. Um, anything else you can tell us about the four grain? Uh, it was kind of a happy accident. Uh, <laughs> That's probably yeah. the best way you could make a four grain. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it, you know just kind of the, the distillers just kind of experimenting around. And then all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, hey, wait a minute. We like this. <laughs> Um, and that's one of the cool things too. Like I, I don't, I don't see anybody else making like a four grain whiskey. Oh, people do. Uh, and they're not good. Let me tell you about 80 laws yeah. in my least favorite whiskey, which is their four grain. <laughs> because the thing about four grain is it's not easy to make because no. it's very easy to have a predominant grain and then a flavoring grain. And then you throw in just like a little bit of barley at the end for enzymes. Right. So it's yep. really not even much there. So a three grain, effectively a two grain. But to make a good balanced four grain is very hard. So I am very so, interested. You know who does make a pretty good four grain is Journeyman. Yeah, they do. They, they do make. Which where do they where do they learn that from? How where, crazy! Where, yeah, yeah. Could there four be grain. a connection? But uh, I'm historically though I'm fairly anti four grain. So I'm curious how I'm going to respond to this. It's just very hard. It's been a number of years since I've tried this. So I don't remember how it. It's how like it making a light beer taste really good. Uh, it's not like beer does taste good. What are you talking like about? Like the champagne yeah. of beer we talk about? Well, like that's what this breweries like a hallmark of a good brewery is they can make a good light beer. I think a hallmark of a good distillery is they can make a good four grain. Oh, interesting. Oh, this smells. That's a very specific hallmark for a good distillery. Yeah. I don't know if I agree Challenge with that. Challenge me on that. What a good vodka. Does, does Old Forester make a good four grain that I don't if know they, about? If they wanted to. They just don't need to. What do you get on the nose, Andrea? This is a real moment for Andrea. Mm-hmm. She's thinking to herself, it smells good, but... Yeah, we're looking, we're it for- smells kind of like medicinal almost. Like- <laughs> 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 
You know, this is not a way to uh, <laughs> in, try to grow someone's uh, palate and smelling abilities. I've been dying to use that. That uh. <laughs> You set this up. You were set up, Andrea. <laughs> this is familiar with, um, to me, the, the single barrel, I think. I'm getting a lot of clove on the I was, yeah. I was all over that clove note and mm-hmm. took it right out of my brain. Bitch. Listen. All right. That. That's what, that's, uh, this hammer when we're and cutting this... this episode, cut out when Parker said clove. What's his wee stuff? What? <laughs> I don't, it's, I'm using the royal we, okay? Yeah, clearly, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Instructions for I'm, Parker you know for later. I'm getting a lot of clove on this, Parker. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> Allie, you're so right. I can't believe Parker didn't say that first. It's so weird how I'm just so correct. <laughs> and no one else could have gotten there. God. It's like clove, though. It's almost like raspberry clove or something. Parker, you're looking really young. Oh, wow. You know, that's nice of you to say. Your beard What about those of us who just had a birthday? Hey, I went to orange theory today, right? I'm feeling kind of young. John, I'm really sorry that I, I missed your birthday. Um, okay. I was too drunk too early and I couldn't make it. So was I. I couldn't make it to another bar. You had about five minutes to respond to me. Oh yeah, that's right. To tell me like, yes, that's definitely the bar we're at. Yeah. And when those five minutes went by, I went to bed. It is the, yeah, it's the statute of limitations on invites. Yeah. It was a little short one. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. All right. John, what do you get on the palate on this one? I haven't tasted it yet. I've only been, I've been enamored with the nose. Well, the cloves that you were smelling. Because I'm still getting a little of that clove. It's not as pronounced in the palate, but I'm still getting it there a little bit. I really enjoy, there's like a little, a little uh, crisp, little like, not a bite. It's like, um, it is, I, you guys use spice and I, I know I kind of give you shit about this because like which spice, but I, it's like a, I'm like a nutmeg. Yeah. Like a fresh, very fresh spice. Like it's. You want a freshly microplaned nutmeg on the top of your eggnog. Yeah. I mean, I literally have. Parker's dad? Uh, thank you. Um, by the way, he did that while we were out a week and a half ago. <laughs> um, and I have a nutmeg grinder in the other room just in case. Because uh, yeah. that's the only way to enjoy a painkiller is with freshly ground nutmeg. I get a little bit of black pepper. Yeah. I don't yeah. still get that clove. Um, and then I'm getting. Now all I can get is nutmeg. A little bit of wood on that, mm-hmm. like a little um, low woodiness. Like, what if you were yeah. drinking this from like a nice wooden mug? I feel like that would feel good. Be weird, but I. If I was drinking, from <laughs> I have a- one at home. I have a wooden mug at home. Should I go get it? Like a drinking horn, though. That's more. That's yeah. more my speed. Yeah, I like to drink out of an animal's tusk. I, I got a wooden. Ho- I got a wooden mug, and it's real cool. Okay, I got it at the Ren Fair. Listen, my drinking horn, which I also got at the Ren Fair, which we're ready for for this summer's Ren Fair trip. Shout out, the everyone owner. at this table, you're invited for my birthday this year. I'm renting a party bus, and we're taking it to the run fair. What? I will contribute. Mm-hmm. So, so when I was younger and dumber, um, <laughs> Two now, weeks ago. I'm, now I'm just old and dumb, um, <laughs> <laughs> some buddies of mine, and I thought it would be really fun to go to the run fair <laughs> dressed in Star Trek costumes. Oh, no, I've heard I, it. No, I, people seen that. do that, though, this, this and happens, it's chill. Yes, this happens. I had it's friends really that did chill. that, yeah. Yeah, you know, Andrea, it's like I've visiting. never been to a run fair. I probably could set you up with an outfit. I have so many extra outfits, uh, so you wouldn't so, even have to buy yeah. one. Do you want to dress too, that? John? You can have one. I just want to see it beforehand. John wants approval. Yeah, I mean, let's make sure it's slutty enough. I was yeah. gonna say you need her titties out because <laughs> yeah. I can make her titties be out. There you go. All right, sounds good. I never have a problem with that. Not a lot of complaints from anybody at the table. This is the first time I've met. I just walk in the I walk in the room and titties start flying. That's the way this works. 
This reminds me of the last time John and I were at the Ren Fair together. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> lot of, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. eat like a turkey leg? Mm. A lot of turkey <laughs> legs. <laughs> mm. Andrea is very skeptical of the Ren Fair. Oh my God, it's such a good time. It doesn't seem like my jam, but I'm willing to try it in a sexy titty outfit. You're going to have a sexy titty outfit. Andrea, our parents listen to this podcast. Andrea, we're going to get drunk. Hey, Gary and Amy. And Andy, and definitely not Nance, because she's too cool for that. Sorry, Nance. She's just still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, She still doesn't know how to use Instagram, so it's never going to work. I got to say, I am, not to bring us back too quickly, but I am (laughs) sipping on this four grain. I'm really blown away at this four grain. I am just very impressed. I was... I'm going to be honest with you, a little skeptical going in because I was like, four grains are just so hard to produce well. And a lot of places will do it and they're like, all right, it's fine. And they put it out there. And I'm getting clove and cedar. That's yeah. my my two. Uh, cedar. That cedar, would, cedar was a good call. I'm more than the first two. I'm getting definitely the barrel influence on this. Thank you. I know that was hard for you to admit. So thank you for saying So here's the thing. I got clove. You got <laughs> cedar. <laughs> and you can't fight the cedar. Oh, no, that's. Cedar. It is. Never mind. It is like, yeah, it's like mm, that uh, cedar wood, that kind of crisp, bright wood. It's not like toasty. It's not like super charred. Like sometimes you get that wood and it's really like like yeah. a barbecue. It's not yeah, that. It's definitely not a toasted oak. It's more of like that, again, that, that cedar wood. Mm-hmm. All right. Actually, this makes, uh, I do wonder. So uh, these are, that did say heavily charred though. So maybe I'm. Wrong on what um, I'm tasting. Well, well, it's it's actually more kind of like a medium char, like a three, like a three. Oh wow, okay, so that is less than typical like bourbons are a like three, four, and that's not a bourbon, but still a three out of how many? Five. Okay, so, so that's that's not an area of expertise for me. So this yeah, is so the char good. in barrels is kind of like um, ordering a steak. Okay, right. Uh, so this would got, be like a medium. This would be like a medium. Okay, got it. One is the least char. Five that's is rare. The most spar. Drago, do you have a thought on like why more distilleries don't do, or maybe they do, but like I know bourbon tends to go four, and uh, do a lot of distilleries go three? I mean, a decent amount of uh, distilleries. Um, Parker, help me out. Who am I thinking of from Wisconsin? J. Henry. J. Henry. They do three. They they do a three. Speaking of mind um, reading, that's a- right. You guys are like <laughs> right. I said Wisconsin, and you're like J. Henry. Yes. Um, They're and, so good too. Yeah. And real quick um, on the. Uh, the barrel numbers on each bottle. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's just kind of nice to know what barrel number it is. Um, but for us, it actually lets us uh, trace that bottle back to where the grain came from. Oh, that's so cool. you know, knowing the the barrel number lets us trace it all the way back to the farm. It lets us also uh, we keep logs of like who who did the mash, like who fermented it, who you know, so like. That barrel number gives us the information on every mm-hmm. hand that touched uh, that bottle. They'd be Bottled like, it. They'd be like, that was Bill. He was really good at mashing. <laughs> right? That was other Bill. He fucking sucks. No, they would never let other Bill's bottle go to... Nah, nah his his uncle is an important guy. It's like the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. There's a whole a nepotism of, a thing. Yeah. A lot of oversight. The Nepo babies Nepo of... baby, I was just going to say. <laughs> Distilling. Our pop culture Listen, interns. I used to work for my dad. I get it. It's, uh, it's pretty great. I worked for my dad. A lot of unlicensed engineering that happened there, there but... Uh, <laughs> You know what? Only that one parking lot had a fucking puddle. It was fine. This is a good time to announce that Chai Spirits guys, if you need any civil engineering done, uh, Parker Minchenberg and Associates is yeah. your uh, is your uh, is your spot if you're in Volusia and Flagler County. Yeah. Um, 
Good luck if you can afford it because it's expensive. Oh, you're actually, yeah, you are talking about the licensed engineering. Yeah. That you yes. Guess. No, yeah. I, uh, I'm out of the, the unlicensed engineering game currently. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, a licensed engineer did have to look at all my work. Right. You know what? That's the same thing that happens in law firms all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, completely off topic here. Um, I Whiskey. Was on the <laughs> city website today um, trying to pay for a parking ticket. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, they've got like a little virtual assistant, right? Every like website, you can start like a chat with the virtual assistant. Um, because it is the city of Chicago parking website, uh, their virtual assistant is Parker. No, oh, no, Parker, you are the <laughs> face of Chicago parking. Wow, very That's glamorous. So on the nose. Everyone, Parker, park. You know, you know what people love doing? Paying parking tickets. I mean, oh. I just have a yeah, recurring payment to the city. You know, it's a direct deposit every month. They take seventy-five dollars. It's you know, right? Just a preemptive strike. Yeah, it's how I avoid late fees. <laughs> That's terrible. Sometimes it builds up. Sometimes it gets a little low. All right. So back back to the matter at hand. Um, next up, I've got our single barrel rye. Our 100% single barrel Yes, rye. it is a rye sourced um, from Midwest Co-op Farmers. Wow. I do some research. Uh, <laughs> so rye is not, I mean, it's a more northern grain, right? It's like grown in like pretty cold climates, I guess. We kind of live in a cold climate. Well, the, the, mid, the Midwest can grow grain. It's a very robust grain. Try growing it in Florida. Which is, well, yeah, but that's why they grow it so well in Canada, because it grows well, but it also grows well in the Midwest. Um, and that's also why a lot of, like, you know, traditional Eastern European vodkas are, are rye. Really? Mm. A lot of good Polish vodkas are rye, yeah. I had yep. no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, similar aging, though, aged three to four years in new heavily charred 30-gallon 30 30 uh, now oak here's barrels. Now, the thing about rye, though, is that at three years in a big barrel, that can be... A, Amazing. So yeah. the fact that it's three to four in the smaller barrel, I'm. I have very high hopes for this rye. And yeah. It. I dare say it is going to be the smoothest rye you've ever tasted. Oh, it smells. Amazing. Fighting words. <laughs> Them's be fighting words. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. I've I've drank a lot of rye in my life, but we'll we'll see though. Drank a lot of rye yesterday, probably. That smells amazing. I mean, I drank a lot of tequila two days ago, but. Wow, what is that? I Paul drink Parker's so picking much. up her, her Gave notes. Yesterday I drank I'm up so agave. much Four Roses. I was I was texting so I was texting Allie yesterday that I was in I was in two different <laughs> bourbon tastings and a wine tasting. I've just been trying yeah. to figure out what is on this. Every note. every time John apologizes for bringing us to the actual reason we're here. Well, the reason we're here is friendship, but I so. knew he was going to say that. Yeah, well, <laughs> and marzipan, but we haven't gotten any of that today. Actually, now that you say it, oh no, I could get a little of that on the nose. Uh, oh, I got some marzipan. I love some marzipan. I do love marzipan, though. No, I know no, you do. Parker got me a marzipan candies for uh, I said Halloween, but I meant to say Christmas, Christmas. for the Chris yeah. from the Chris Kindle market. Wait I was there. Christmas. If you don't get me marzipan cr- candies again next Christmas, Parker, I don't. I will think you won't love me. I'm so. obviously gonna get you more marzipan, buddy. Thank don't you. don't worry about it. I got that from I did get I got that from World Market though. That was the big thing. You didn't oh, get it from Chris Kindle. It's the same thing. It's so good. I didn't get there. I wasn't able to get down there. Um, so you get it for me. I'm getting some potpourri, but there's a bunch of good marzipan at fucking World Market. Get off me. Um, <laughs> you could have just told them you got it at the Chris Kindle. I know, but I'm but too now, honest. But now it's I know a, you could get it any time of year. So, well, they don't ca- they, they don't carry it all year round. Oh. That's part of the Christmas set over there. I got excited. <laughs> but yeah, I'm getting I'm still getting a little of that potpourri on the nose here. Yeah, it's floral. Bless you, by the way. Thank you. Not as pronounced as earlier, but it's it's definitely present. I can't wait. Let's try it. That is very smooth. Oh, that's super smooth. Wow, I've never, I've never seen Andrea 
respond like that. That's probably the best whiskey Andrea's ever had with the way that she responded. It's really just easy to drink. Yeah. Yeah, like you still get that nice rye, like yeah, pepperiness. Yeah. At the yeah. very start of it, it's not as minty, considering that it's 100% rye. I would have thought it was going to be like a mint bomb, but it really wasn't. Yeah, and you still get that nice kind of rye pepperiness. Um, but you don't get that rye bite. You know how some rye just kind of like a bite? Smacks you in the face. But this right. one doesn't. No, this one is very even. Um, it must and be, I enjoy it. It must be all that barrel. Like, I mean, three to four years in a small barrel is going to change. I think something I've noticed across the board so far is the barrel influence for me has been present, like, in everything we've tried. Um, and I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the, the being able to taste the wood a little bit. Drago, do you know in the um, Rick House where these barrels are kept, do you know if it's temp- climate controlled or if it's just at the elements? That's a very good question. Um, I do not. Well, um, good thing we have the complimentary tour and we can just bug somebody with that. Yeah. Because, I mean, that makes me wonder, like, maybe it's so stable tasting because maybe it is climate controlled or maybe it's... That would make sense. Maybe it's very barrel influenced because it's not climate controlled and, like, those hot summers you get more, like, of the whiskey yeah. pulling into the wood or something. I, don't I know. think something that you keep pointing out that I wouldn't know, you know, I see 30 gallon oak barrels. Okay. I mean that, that me- kind of means nothing to me, but knowing that that's a little smaller than maybe is the industry standard. I mean, it does make of, sense. The industry standard is like 54. So that's almost, that's just a little more than half. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. So it ages, the smaller the barrel, the faster it ages. Yeah. So it's getting more, cause there's more surface area. So what would you equate barreling? that like three to four years in a 30 gallon barrel is about what in a 50. Well, so like, that I think is the hard thing is that a lot of, well, hold on. No, yeah. Actually, Ali can figure this out because she got a, a 570 on her. No, it's 790. Sorry, 790. My apologies. Uh, on my see, math there, SAT. So that, you can that, that back in tw- out of 800. Yes. I got one question wrong. Um, that I didn't was even back know it in, went that high. That was back in. 2011. So clearly you're good at geometry. So you no, should be able no, to figure no. out listen, the surface listen, listen. area. The reason for her saying this volume. is because I am famously bad at math. On the spot. Like basic, basic addition really, addition, is really tough for her. Basic yeah. addition I cannot do in my head. Um, but we were allowed a calculator we on the SAT. We weren't. I mean, We weren't, but we're older. <laughs> yeah. You were allowed like a basic calculator. Calculator you would not have helped me though. You were not allowed like a um, like one a, that you could have formulas in. Yeah, but you were allowed like a basic, like I, you didn't have to add. Your calculator would add for you. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, but, I haven't used math since 2011. I don't know why you think I know it anymore. If, if I had to guess, just to answer your question, I'd say about double. What do you think? About double the aging? Just, on the, I, I think oh, slightly just under. A little, slightly under. Well, under yeah. yeah, like slightly less than yeah. double. So maybe we're talking six years. No, yeah. I don't have my abacus with me. No, I have what I use in my essay. Mm-hmm. Having tasted but, uh, a lot I, of distilleries that have used small barrels, I just don't think it's a science like that. And I think that's why a lot of barrel uh, distilleries that use the small barrels screw it up because it's kind of like using the broiler. So mm-hmm. it cooks faster. Yes. Right? And you can overcook it real quickly. Yes, so like you can. Ozzy Tyler and others, they've really messed up their distillate because they use the small barrel and they don't know how to age it properly in the small Well, barrel. and we've experienced that with the little two liter barrels we have to play around with. Right. Where it's like if you leave it in too long, it's like it's over mm-hmm. oaked. Although I will say our guys at NoCo have nailed it. Yeah. On the on this much smaller not like way way less smaller barrels than this. But uh if you're attentive, you can do the small barrel yeah. thing. If you if yeah. you're attentive, you can use the broiler. But if you're not, if you don't yeah. know what you're doing, be so, careful. So here's a question I have because I I mean I truly know next to nothing. For something like this, can you 
like try it as you go to get to that perfect amount of aging? Or is it like, we're going to leave this for three years, hope it turns out? No, no they're definitely, every distillery is definitely is tasting sampling it periodically. Okay. Especially with, lo- I mean, I can't speak to Koval, but I know larger brands, like that's how you get the variation of like, all right, if there's four roses, let's say, what's going in their regular blend, what's going in their small batch, their single barrel, their higher end stuff. And they like they have like ten year aged single barrels of certain recipes. It's because they're tasting periodically. Like, okay, this one's not that great. We're gonna put it in the blend with two hundred other ones. So this one's exceptional. We're gonna put we're gonna let it age longer, and that's gonna go in our ten year age one. That's gonna go in our limited edition. So that we so if here. that's the case, which I believe you, obviously. Um, Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so knowing now that that is the case. Yes. How often are these tastings occurring for, you know, specific barrels? Is this like monthly, weekly, daily? Probably not daily. (laughs) I would. Probably not daily. But there's a lot of barrels to taste though. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's not like you can like, when you, excuse me, when you go to like taste from the, you're not going to be able to taste all the barrels. No. I mean, so you could, you could literally taste every day. Right, because you're not gonna, and you would just be drunk all the time, <laughs> all the time. It's one of the best parts of being a distiller, though, right? is tasting your product. You gotta have benefits, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, benefits for some people is health insurance. For a distiller, it's being drunk all the time. Also, health insurance. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about the single barrel rye. Um, I think, I mean, I enjoyed it. What do you think, John? Yeah, I think that was exceptional. I think that uh, they really nailed the three to four years for small barrel for that. It, it tastes like a six to nine year old rye and it didn't have that. And I think maybe if you went younger, maybe you'd get like a lot more mint. It might be overwhelming. And I think that that was like really balanced. I think it was because of the time in that small. I got a lot of herbal tea on it personally. Yeah. No, I mean, flavor wise, it was definitely closer to that aromatic, uh, less, I mean, you know, herbal tea on the tasting wheel is like pretty close to mint. It's actually next to it. Oh yeah. No, it's, they're definitely in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I could, a hint of mint. I got a lot of herbal tea. I think there's a lot going on there. Oh, you guys, I am so excited about this next one. Oh, I'm ready. You have no Let's idea. talk I, about it. Let's talk um, about uh, it. Listen, I'm having, cause I, I talked to Drogo outside of this podcast and, uh, he will not shut up about this one. It's, it, I, I will not, he's right. Yeah. I will not shut All up right. about should this All right. Should we, should we get out the, um, soapbox and let him step mm-hmm. up on there and get his bullhorn ready? So next up we're doing the single barrel Amberana rye. So this is finished in Amberana barrels, which is a rare South American wood. Oh, yum. Um, coming in at 60 bucks and 100 proof. So this is the highest proof thing we've tried. Hot damn. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's got a little heat on it. Um, and it's great that we're trying it back to back with the, with the regular rye. Not an accident. Because um, it's, it's just, I mean, it's a little stronger, but it's also 100% rye in the mash bill. So it, it's, it's virtually the same whiskey that like three to six months in Ambarana casks is is what just makes this. I mean, it it's so like tropical. Oh and, my gosh, yeah. I mean, like hints of like oh my coconut God. and like oh yeah cinnamon and yes, this it, is so different to anything else. Reminds me of visiting the family back in Argentina. It smells yeah. like vacation. <laughs> yeah, it smells like vacation. It is yeah. okay. It's giving me like the best like pina colada. You've ever had with just fresh cinnamon all over the top. Damn, Allie, you! I don't know if I've ever heard Allie nail a, t- or a smell note better than that. That was incredible. No, That's I'm exactly not. I'm like right. not good at tasting notes. I think or you are. She should end that notes. sentence. Just not good. Period. <laughs> I think. You, I mean, 
No, that, that one was good. Right It on. was almost as good as my note on Clove earlier. Yeah, that was good. That was a fantastic First time. Um, yeah. Uh, unrelated, John, I was thinking about for this year's Chai Spirits Guys Awards. Um, Worst guess? No, no, no. Um, that would be me. No, of doing a, a best tasting note. Yeah. For the whole the whole year. I nominate what I So, so Drogo, we do awards at the end of the year. Okay. Um, like the Oscars, you know? Sure. Um, where we award various categories. Like there was best rum. Best whiskey, um, best gin, but then we also do a best uh, guest cate- category. And just which, so you know what you're fighting for right now. Yeah, and it's a, it's a real honor to be nominated. So I'm told. I don't know. I've no one at this table has been nominated, but uh, <laughs> real honor though. And uh, but I'm, I'm, for next year though, I think we're going to add a, a best a best tasting note. I think that's an important thing because it's such an important part of what we do. Yeah. Um, I would like to recognize the person who gives us the best tasting note throughout the year. But, and the uh, most handsome and witty guest award goes to Drogo. Yeah. That's right. I yeah. like it. That's incredible. Andrea, you sounded just like I Drogo was, when I you was, said I that. I was not eligible as I am the host. <laughs> <laughs> Parker's making a best host category. He will be the only one nominated. It's oh, really come on. It's I host like one to two of these a year and I can't even get a nomination. It's really <laughs> weird. The Academy chooses who they choose. and The, um, the Academy is Parker. God damn it. Don't hey, hey, hey we're John. not showing people how the sausage is part made, John. Over there, it's part of it. <laughs> Although we are, we are actually going to send out physical awards next year. For uh, I've I've already got the design like put together for oh the God. awards we're going to send out. To listen, if you were a great. a craft distillery and you got sent a a fucking cool crystal award that said Chai Spirits Guy, because like one of the ones we do is best distillery visit, for example. Um, if you got that, if you got that sent to you, like best distillery visit, you're going to put that on a fucking absolutely um, once again somewhere. Parker will be losing money on these. Parker is not <laughs> doing this from the goodness of his own heart. No, he is doing it. From the that's that's literally the only place oh, wait, it's coming from. Sorry. That's the, the opposite of what you said. <laughs> that's a lie. That's a lie. I cannot. Parker is doing. All right. We got to try this. His very, young, his very young heart. Parker's heart is still beating so strong because he's so young. The, and this is a limited release, by the way. Oh, I was going to ask that. Okay. Oh, God. When does it come out? And have the shelves already been it's, it's, out, it's out currently. It is available. Is yeah. it? Yes, it is currently available at your local liquor store. Insane. Around North and Sheffield for sixty dollars. Yep. You guys need to get up the me price some of that. that shit. Get me, the, get me some right now, Parker. You have some in your glass, literally right now. I'm gonna need more. We we have a bottle over here. I can pour you more. It's fine. <laughs> but what about tomorrow? Oh my God! I just gave you whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! All right. So what are we getting? I mean, that is like. That is so tropical, but it's not like I maybe a little bit of like orange, but I'm getting almost like a uh, not curry. What am I? Uh, I feel like I get cinnamon. Cinnamon. I get a little cinnamon. Yeah. In the cinnamon for sure. Cardamom. Cardamom. I love yeah. that. But I'm getting some like like passion fruit there too, though. Yeah. Passion fruit, a little <laughs> coconut. Yeah. Like to me, it almost drinks like a rum. Oh yeah, totally. You know, like it's it's so unique. If you were telling me this is a spice rum, I would believe you. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Right? Ginger, like, like a high-end spice rum. That's I, what I was looking for. I prefer Marianne. Marianne. Yeah, yeah, I know that, that they, <laughs> there, um, there, there are certain rums that are like Mrs. Howell. <laughs> there are certain rums that oh, are lovey, like lovey. a whiskey drinker's rum. This is like a rum drinker's whiskey. Wow. Oh, wow. damn! That's another hot take. Another profound. As the hold on, man. Just, just all over my my corner of the, of the world right now. Yeah, Parker is getting very territorial. It's not pretty. Yeah. So, Allie, as the as the rum drinker of the group, please expand on that. 
No, that's why I think I'm allowed <laughs> to make this note because I am a whiskey drinker who mm. will occasionally enjoy rums. Mm. I feel like let's flip that. Yeah. Let me go ahead and put myself in the rum drinker's shoes. I see the same like yeah, so kind of to you Parker's know, point though. I mean, if you're the rum drinker, Parker, you don't know what it's like to be the whiskey the rum drink, the whiskey drinker drinking whiskey rums. Rum. Yeah. Right. So I'm a whiskey drinker and I think the Allie's thing is on. So Parker, am I wrong? I'm going to flip this table. Tell over. me am I <laughs> like, Parker, am I fucking wrong? Right now. Am I fucking wrong? Listen, here's here's my take on this Amberana. Yeah, finish, what is it? Finish rye. It's delightful. Um there is a lot of spice going on and it reminds me a lot of um a re- like a really high-end spiced rum. Like I'm thinking that like the Chairman's Reserve rum we try, that's the spiced one. That's like the highest of quality of spiced rum. It's got a lot going on. Right. We're not talking like Captain Morgan. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. no none of that kind of bullshit. No, it's like the actual like super high quality. I get what you're saying because spiced rum has kind of this uh moniker oh, of not being like Absolutely. The best but but there are like quality ones. And this reminds me of the level of spice there, but it also in it making it better than that, it's got the addition of kind of a little bit of that oakiness, a little bit of that like whiskey sweetness to it as well um i like the complexity of this a lot there are probably seven or eight note tasting notes in here i'm i'm like i've only gotten a three of them but if i drank two or three of these i could dig deeper on it well let's drink two or three more yeah, yeah there right. we go yeah. there we go seriously <laughs> that's a great bottle but no drug i understand why you're uh you're so passionate about this particular one because it's very good you're I correct also love that the label really embraces the tropical uh oh, taste yeah. right like so simple yet like totally imp- the lime green uh outline on a cranberry label it's just perfect wait till you see our labels for our liqueurs and our gin oh man too they're they're i think our packaging just in general is beautiful um, and yeah, in fact, a lot of times we uh, talk a little bit about that on this podcast. And so far, each of the things that we've tried have had this very clean, square label, a sans serif font. It's really, I mean, for the Koval, but on the other parts of it, there's, you know, this elegant kind of writing. It is really. Right. So next up, we've got, I got a special surprise for Drogo, actually. A, yeah, a Koval I'm whiskey actually, that he's not tried. Yeah, that I've not tried. I'm super looking forward to yeah. this. And that is the uh, the pink corn whiskey. But first, let's take a quick break. And we're back. We've got the pink corn whiskey in front of us now. So this was a gift from my dear friend, Pat, friend of the show. Shout out, Pat. Uh, who, I don't know where he found this because it I've never seen this on a shelf anywhere. But this is their limited release pink corn whiskey. It's like it, a one-time kind of release? Uh, it's If you go on their website, it's in their limited release section on the website. But I don't know if they're ever going to do it again. I asked the Koval rep about this once when I ran into him. Um, in the in the world, and he was like, "Yep, it's uh, very limited. I don't think we're gonna do it again." But it was great. Uh, comes in fifty one percent pink corn, forty nine percent millet. So similar to their bourbon. Oh, that's why it does have a familiar um, smell to it. So, but it's different. So it's got that millet, but it's the, it's all about pink corn. And I am not a farmer, so I can't tell you the specifics of what pink corn is different than regular corn. I don't think I've seen it, but maybe like in uh, state fairs. Yeah, but um, I've never seen it. Come, so. Comes in at ninety four proof. Wow, I have no idea how much it costs. Well, it's priceless because it's not so ninety four proof. Mm-hmm. Same true. proof that the uh, single barrel bourbon is, but they've it's pink corn versus regular. It does. Yeah. It has a really elegant, refined. 
It's almost like marzipan kind of smell. Oh, <laughs> not the marzipan. the marzipan. You guys got me on it. You got me on it. Um, I'm Keep definitely going. getting like I feel like I'm in a bakery mm-hmm. in a good like in a very good way. Right? I'm getting that, that like coffee cake. Coffee again. cake. Like an almond coffee cake. You know, yeah. like a like a strudel. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like you got the brown sugar, the butter, like all that, like and it bakes in the oven, that like strudel thing. I'm all over that. A lot of baked goods happening here. Yeah. Mostly almond though. John, it, I swear to God. Of and John, because of <laughs> I swear to God, John, I'm coming over this table to keep it up. The next thing on the Chai Spirits guy's Zazzle is just a a shirt that says notes of marzipan. Wow. That is <laughs> That's uh, not bad actually. That's yeah. <laughs> honestly. Ooh, uh, the palette though. The palette. That's what I'm saying. Let me get in on that. So this tastes like the big brother to the bourbon, uh, the single barrel bourbon that we had. It is just like, mm. he's like in a, he's like strong, like well refined. Like he's had a few years to, you know, become a real person. I always love the alley water ad where she puts her finger in a glass of water and this drips, drip drops. Listen, mm-hmm. listeners, loyal listeners will know I love to do drip drops of water mm-hmm. to open up my uh, my whiskey and the pink corn was asking for it. And make Allie, it that was finger. gross before the pandemic and now it's even more gross. It's my water. <laughs> it's my water. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to put my own finger in my mouth right now. Mm-hmm. Not the worst place she's put it today. Oh, hello. Where's the rim shot? Wow, you are really good on that board now, Parker. Also, not the only rim shot of the day. Producer Parker. Oh, oh, oh God. here we go. Wow, what the hell is a rim job? Um, when I first tried this, I said this was the best Koval product I've ever tried, and I have not—I had not had the entire lineup at that point. I'd had a couple things. Have you changed your mind? No, not so far. That's no, really, I, really good. I, I love this pink corn whiskey. I, I love it. It's really good with some drip drops too. It's interesting that you say that because the amber on a rye is, is great. The, it's is, great. Is the uh, whiskey drinker's rum as? No, no, no. The yeah. rum drinker's. I'm whiskey. sorry. The rum drinker's whiskey. Listen, that's my second favorite. Yeah. But I just I love this pink corn. I don't know it's something really about good. it. Drogo, give me your thoughts on this. You haven't had this before. What, what do you think? Oh, he's chewing. He's chewing it. on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like to chew on my whiskey a little bit. Um, I mean, it's absolutely delicious. Uh, I get these kind of hints of like, um, like, like raw honey, you know, yeah. like raw and like unfiltered honey. Um, and like the, the spice is subtle, but it's like, it's not like really like peppery. It's almost like, um, like a chili. Mm. Spice okay. To okay. Me, you know? oh, um, I could totally see that. Like a, jala- a jalapeno or a serana or something like that. Some, did you yeah. almost no. say jalapeno? I did. Very badly. I heard you the g- said, jalap. You, you almost said jalapeno. Mm. That's not how it's pronounced in Mexican. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, I'm going to Spain in a couple months and, you know, I'm just trying to get my, my Ibiza, not Ibiza. Yeah. Uh-huh. In you know, Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. A, a, a lot of refi- <laughs> refined people over here. Great. Yeah. Great minds uh-huh. think alike. Mm-hmm. And then so do ours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, you know what? I, I speak Spanish pretty well. And then I go to Spain. And I'm completely lost. We bueno. Muy bueno. Just because it's different Spanish over there. Comatayana. I gotta say, yeah, I think that that Miyama Parker, very mild, like chili powder note, kind of really that uh, speaks to me. That is really is it rocking your world over there. Yeah, like the on the Scoville scale, I'd say it's pretty low still, but it is really getting a little zing. 
Yeah, just like in the background for me. Milds it. Right, just like a little, almost a jalapeno. Because it, it's still like, like very, uh, like we talked uh, with the flavor or the aroma notes that it was really like baked good forward. And it still mm. has this baked good, but it's almost like, almost like, I don't call it this, but Mexican cornbread. I was just going to say, what if you put a little jalaps in your cornbread? Right, yeah, where you have jalapenos in your cornbread. People call it that. We do have cornbread with jalapenos in our refrigerator right now. It's in now. our freezer right now. In the freezer, yeah. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> is it? We, just, we love we love cornbread around here. That's uh, that's all that's about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now a lot of recipes will have you put less cornmeal and more flour, but you don't have to do that. You can put equal parts. What would be your recommendation? Yeah, yeah, let me ask you. Yeah, how are? What are your? What's your approach to making cornbread? One cup, one cup, one cup flour, one cup cornbread. And then cornmeal. what is your? What's your? Do you do oil, butter, like? No, I don't like the oil. The oil is good though if you're like doing if you're trying to keep it vegan. But uh, you're going straight butter. Uh, I've done a couple different ways. I feel like honestly, I've been kind of lazy lately, and mm. I just do the jiffy. Uh, oh, okay. The, you do a little jiffy. Just add water. And then maybe you do no no little... no no. Actually, though, let me rephrase. Uh, the uh, when you get cornmeal, okay. it has like a cornbread recipe on it. Uh huh. And I just have followed that the last few times, oh. and that makes it great. The only thing I do is though I do equal parts cornmeal and uh, and regular flour. And flour. They do one third cup or. I think the yeah the way to improve it is add jalaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Add jalaps. Maybe maybe a little cheddar cheese. Because you I know was what? Just it... gonna say a little cheddar. A little cheddar, oh. a little cheddar jalapeno. Wow. Wow. Uh, email your great cornbread recipes to chaispiritsguys at gmail.com. Anyway, let's talk about this gin from Koval. I Koval. can't wait. I love gin. A gin. Yes. It's made from a unique variety of woodland spices. 13 signature botanicals, I'm told. That is correct. That, uh, that Koval has. Oh, can you name them all? Um, I can, but... Um, Legally? Yeah, really, not it's not going to work. Because they did not disclose any of them on the website. So <laughs> can you, okay, right, how many can you give plan. me without uh, what, what if we a guess contract? Them? Right, if we guess, listen, I'm going to guess the first one. And if I guess the first one, you're going to tell me the other 12. Juniper. Damn it. Oh, Allie. good job. Good job. <laughs> That's why you're Allie intern. over there with the clove and the juniper. And... God damn it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely juniper. Um, I was smelling some orris root on here. Yeah, orris root. Give me two mas, and then we'll be done. Yeah. You mean dos mas? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, your Mexican is very good. What about gentian uh-huh. root? Is there some gentian root? Um, there's cardamom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seed. Um, and there's a peppercorn. Yeah. Ooh, okay, okay guys. That, that, three of the that's 13. All the, that's all the three. Honestly, yeah. that that's makes okay. perfect I'll sense because not going any further. when I sniffed it, it smelled a little evergreen, but it smelled like, yeah, those aromatic spices, those really... I, I bet your life there's orris root on here. I believe it. And you would bet my life very cheaply. I, I do all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> on His John's life. life. <laughs> Luckily for you, I'm on a heater right now, so, <laughs> so it's worked out. I'm worried about how that's going. I hope the master's goes right because otherwise, oh, I'm sorry, man. buddy. <laughs> smells great though. Like and, I definitely get the woodland aspect. Yeah, um, on that for sure. And I find that the juniper uh, is more present in the nose than it is in the palate. Mm. Well, I'm gonna try it and I'll let you know. It's better seen and not heard. I, I feel like about juniper, so that's perfect. <laughs> Just like children. <laughs> wow, that is elegant. As I mean, this is so within the the brand, really. 
just that's great. Some uh, gins are really uh, citrusy or really piney. This is that's very well balanced. I yeah. think I like the, well the, the the dichotomy, like the difference between the nose and the palate. I really because I I enjoy the nose a lot. I if it tasted exactly like it smelled, I don't know if I would love that taste. Yeah, yeah, that, that's me too. Because I I don't actually enjoy juniper. Um, and I no, get that not more, when it's overwhelming, yeah, certainly. And I get it more in the nose than I do in the palate. Totally. And I love, I mean, to me anyway, um, I get this kind of like a like a lemon peel kind of citrus yes, quality yes. to it. Where there's like that lemon peel bitterness, a little bit of that bitterness. Oh, is that one of the botanicals? Just lemon peel? Uh, it, may be, <laughs> it may not be. <laughs> I think we're at like six now. Who's to say? <laughs> But no, how I, smooth is this too? Yep. Oh, it's it's incredibly smooth. I love this. The there is a citrus note for sure. It's got a little bit of a, of a like a buttery sweetness to it, which I'm digging. Yeah. And I know I, I agree with you. I don't like super juniper forward gins. I like something that's a little more complex, a little more not juniper based. It's a little more like showcasing the other things in it, which is this is great for. I think I would really enjoy this in a gin martini with a mm-hmm. lemon you can, twist. You can, 100%, you, you can right? just yeah. say martini gang. Like it's it's if it's a martini, there's gin in it. Well, right, because if you have a vodka martini then that's a vodka martini and also just start drinking Why? gin. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> right. Like if you're drug and you love vodka, that's fine. That's funny that you well, say I, that I'm, I'm a Polish I Yeah, you, as you should. As you should. But like <laughs> Are you drinking a vodka martini or are you just drinking vodka? Right. Because, you know. Or vodka, as you guys say. I don't know. Vodka. 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 Uh, But I was totally thinking that. I was like, this would be so good in a martini because Mm -hmm. it is so Mm -hmm. clean tasting. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that little lemon twist. Little five parts to one vermouth and maybe an olive in there. I'm in. The more that I had it, the more that it really was citrusy. And I liked it. It was really, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's great. Once again, we're fighting the scurvy with this one. Right. Yeah. And we're getting vitamin C, yeah. Okay, so that's confirmation. There's lemon. He <laughs> said there's vitamin C. <laughs> Write it down. We got him. <laughs> got him. Vitamin C can be derived from multiple uh, sources. Do we get anything for him violating his NDA? I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe we get a cash prize of $10,000. So that's, oh, hell yeah. that's what we're working for. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's do a shot of Pappy Fifteen and let's see if you uh, remember any other botanicals. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. This I'm super Parker excited. Parker is willing about- to sacrifice his Pappy Fifteen for that. I got a twelve up there. We can do that first, probably. Uh, <laughs> we got to work up. Work I up, am work super up. excited about this the same way I was about the Umbarana. Um, oh, I like this one. I know I like <laughs> this. I mean, I've had this before. We bought a bottle of this a couple years ago, and we tried every gin cocktail with it just to try it. I fucking love this spirit. Also, Excited. after we name it, I'd like to talk about the bottle because it's really mm-hmm. pretty. The cranberry gin liqueur, uh, liqueur, liqueur, because it's, it's it's sixty proof. Is that why? Because it's yes. below eighty. Yes. Correct. I, th- I think it's actually thirty five. Once you get below thirty five, you can't. You well, so I know oh, seventy. Okay, I, I know that um, Bamboo Rum's in a little bit of trouble right now because their base rum is. I th- sent you that article. Yeah, yeah, you did. And Bamboo right now is being sued. I'm gonna be a part of that class action because I <laughs> bought that rum thinking that it was rum and it's not rum because it's, it's, it's seventy proof. It's a seventy proof, and they don't put it really on the label, so you think it's a rum. In fact, somebody sold that to me and said it was a rum. Not gonna say who it was. Not gonna say who it was. <laughs> but when I bought that rum. 
liqueur. I thought it was a rum. Listen, oh How my god, how much money are you gonna get very, if you win this? Very sweet. It's tens very sweet. of dollars. But I want to be a named representative. I want to be a named plaintiff. It's important. It's well, important. You, you bring back a lot more money if you're named. It's so. very sweet, and that is the problem. It's good though. It's yeah, it's well, tasty as a liqueur. But you can, like put an ice cube in it though to like open it up because it's too sweet on its own. You know, this podcast is all about the learning journey of spirits, and yeah, uh, I learned yeah. a lesson. There you go. Well, I'm excited to try this cranberry gin. cranberry gin liqueur. Yeah. Um, and, and so the, the base of this is the gin that we just tried. Right? Okay, so okay, it, that makes sense. That, so a that, delicious that gin. Gin, um, fresh cranberries, uh, and just a little bit of. Uh, you know, Drogo, you earlier said that all of the ingredients come from pretty close to here. Are the cranberries yeah. also? Uh, Michigan. Wow. Michigan cranberries. There I feel go. like this needs to go into like a Thanksgiving or Christmas cocktail. Yes. It, it tastes like the holidays in the Midwest. Right. Well, I'm like, going to sip the shit tastes. out of this. A- every day is a holiday now here on Shy it. Spirits, guys. Sounds mm. mm. good. It's so, it's so good. Mm, it puckers the mouth in right in the Ooh. right way. It's good on its own, and it's good in cocktails. God, I've delightful. never, I've never just sipped it like this, and it is. It's so good. It would be even better in a cocktail. But I'm always trying like, to figure out. Like, I feel like sometimes I mess up the cranberry. Uh, uh, excuse me. The uh, this exact uh, liqueur cocktail because I feel like I put the wrong stuff with it, and on its own, I think it's so good. Yeah, and, and a lot of it, it, it is kind of tart, right? You said it puckers your mouth. Yes, right? in a good way. Totally, in and, a good way. And a lot of people, you know, when they hear liqueur, they think sweet immediately. Mm. And this, I think this is actually the opposite. I think it's a no, little it's more tart. tart. No, it's, it's very, tart. It's very tart. Yeah. And, sorry, I didn't mean to call you a tart, way, <laughs> Allie. Uh, um, <laughs> listen, you call him like you see him. So the cranberry gin, but it's delightful. It's like, so, like so. You know, I I like whiskey. I like you know. My friends like come over and they're like, you know, Drogo, what is this cranberry crap? You're really? Doing? They give you shit for it? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, you guys, <laughs> trust me on this. Try it and, and you'll and, understand. And, yeah, and the yeah. moment everybody tries it, they're like, oh, oh Also, damn, even if right. you even if you don't personally drink this, this is an awesome liqueur to have in your bar because so many other people like it, right? If you're a good host, this is good to have on your bar cart. It makes a fantastic spritz like mm. with, with summer coming you know, around. This a little bit of prosecco instead of like an apple. Oh, oh my god! This some prosecco. That is about it, to be like, my drink of the summer. Oh yeah, I can't oh, wait. Man. It's fantastic. Um, I use it in place of Campari in my uh, Negronis. Wow! Like oh my god! On a, on yes. Um, hmm. I love it. Like it's just. Oh, it, yeah. So I, I want to know if you're doing a spritz, like a la Aperol spritz, right? The Aperol spritz has um, a little slice of orange. Would you go orange as well with the cranberry? Oh, absolutely, right? I think so. Because I'd go orange peel. Yeah, maybe not an orange. actual slice, but the peel would be good. Yeah. Because the peel's kind of yeah. tart too, right? Like it's not as calling Elia tart again. We're <laughs> we're not gonna... I uh I do think like I know that my mom when she makes cranberry sauce for like Thanksgiving definitely does put like orange juice right, in it. Right. So yeah, maybe orange could still be a good compliment. Before we move on to the next thing, I just want to point out the last two bottles that we had have a different label, and it is absolutely gorgeous. It is this like kind of intricate, like almost like Frank Lloyd Wright uh, window kind of beautiful kaleidoscope kind of vibe. Kaleidoscope, yeah. a little bit. Well, but like it's lattice work. Lattice bit. work, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're a little taller than the other bottles, but I just think I uh, was chatting with Drago during the break that I have a bottle of that cranberry on my bar cart. Uh, not mm-hmm. only because it tastes really good, but also because it looks awesome. It, it does look great on a bar cart. Yeah. I, I think our branding is spot on. Um, and then the liqueurs have like kind of takes us a different step where we kind of do like images of, of 
what the components of the liqueur are. Um, yeah. Sorry, just couldn't hear you there for a sec. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My bad. I will adjust the volume of my voice. <laughs> yeah. Voice and modulation disorder yeah. affects one in 10,000 Americans. Listen, <laughs> we all love Austin Powers, the first one. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah baby. <laughs> but all right, so now that I capitalist got, pig one for. Now that we have that out there, though, with the bottles. Yay, capitalism. Yay, capitalism. <laughs> uh, so next up, we've got the, uh, we're getting into the liqueurs. I've, this is the one I'm most excited to try. Because I hadn't had it before, I've heard it's amazing. Is their ginger liqueur? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it is amazing. So um, they use sixty pounds of fresh ginger for each batch. Yeah, and like, I mean, lit- literally fresh ginger, not any kind of flavoring, not yeah. you know, natural flavor. I'm trying to think about like not how much Marianne, volume that displaces. Like in the grocery store, you see like those little ginger roots, and I mean, they're, mm-hmm. you buy like one tiny little thing of that. Yeah. That's a lot of ginger. Next time I go to the grocery store, I'm getting some ginger and I'm piling on that scale. Even just if you so don't, I can get yeah, even if you don't buy yeah. it, just put it on the scale just yeah, to no, see. Yeah, no, I at least want to see what like one pound or two pounds looks like just so I can get an idea. Imagine 60. And uh, and then that goes into uh, the batch, not yeah. the one bottle. I'll make a reel. I'll make not, a reel yeah, for bottle. the, I'll make a reel <laughs> for crazy. the Insta of me weighing ginger at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could be, that's someone's kink. I mean, sure. I, I don't know who it is. But Somebody who's really into ginger and wet ma- weighing things and going to the grocery store. And then I can't promise you that I'm not going to comment on that. That says, I prefer Marianne. That's gonna, Oh, my God. How have we gotten a, this far into this liqueur without that? I, I said it twice already. But, um, <laughs> it's almost like John's just tuning you out. I don't even listen while we're making this podcast. <laughs> Let alone it, it, after. Certainly after the fact, yeah. <laughs> John doesn't tell anybody he's on this podcast. I don't even let people know my last name. <laughs> It's it's literally on the description of the packet. I've asked you to take that down. <laughs> Parker Mitchburg and John. <laughs> Listen, Heffield Shea is what I heard it is. <laughs> I told you to use my pig Latin lesson. <laughs> now, I'm I'm very proud of this podcast for what it's worth. I think that you've done <laughs> thank, thank 90% you for of what the work. It's worth. For what it's worth. Oh no, I'm sorry, the it referred to uh what we've been talking about. <laughs> the the podcast itself is worth millions. If you'd like to buy it, reach out. Oh man! Only if it's <laughs> in the seven-figure range. If not, not gonna happen. Then I'm interested. Yeah, I'm sorry. I meant, I meant tens of millions. Oh, yeah, thank yeah, you so much. Yeah. Eight <laughs> figures. Let's, yeah, eight figures. Come on, we're not going cheap here. Let's have a sip of this. It smells great. Mm-hmm. It smells. Ooh, that's like, really good. Oh wow! All right, how much does it go for? Twenty-four bucks. What? Bucks. Yep. Listen, if I was like 40, 40 not that's feeling so super well, a little shot of that. Come I would, on. I would throw a little little uh, of that single barrel bourbon on that with that, you know, that would just be a good hot toddy. It would be like really. Oh, this could go so well in a hot and right, toddy. You get like a little tiny bit of citrus. You get a little yeah. s- slight sweetness. And then that spice of the ginger of comes yeah. in like at the end. Yeah. Like that fresh ginger. Don't y'all um, worry. Parker's got us. Yeah. I think that is. Um, Doing a little blind. I don't know a lot. I'm throwing a little bit of the single barrel bourbon in with this ginger liqueur. If you guys want to get it on this, whoa, whoa, sure. whoa! I'll try it. Pump the brakes there. Let me Hold get on. one. I don't know. Uh, it's almost like Parker had a good idea. What? He didn't say. Yeah, it was when I started this podcast. It, listen, <laughs> Parker. The reason that I wasn't sure you were going to have a good idea is just like you don't have enough life experience. You're so young. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> True. Grow up. Oh Jesus. 
I perfected the art of still insulting you. Gaslighting. We've got it on record. She's a, a big gaslighter. That's fair. <laughs> big, big gaslighter. I'm sorry, Allie. Where's the lie? You know I'm not serious about it. <laughs> so I, I love this ginger liqueur just on its own. It's fantastic. Like a meal. That was fantastic, yeah. yes. Um, ginger's a natural digestif, right? So like after a meal, it's just oh, yeah, it's good fantastic call. just on its own. Um, I also like to use it in place of ginger beer in cocktails. Oh, so put that in the dark yeah, and let's, stormy. Let's, let's fucking go. go. Let's yeah. add a little extra booze Holy to shit. our booze. Hell yeah. Yeah. So like, let's say a dark and stormy. I, I would do, you know, the, the, the black rum, the ginger liqueur, and then just a little bit of just Plain soda water. I was yeah. gonna say because you need something like uh, you still bubbly, need the something, yeah, an effervescence. Yeah. Because yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have that, but it does have the flavor. Yeah, it's got that. It's, it's got like, way better flavor than any yeah. ginger beer. On, you know what it is? Market. It's almost like it, um, like soda comes in like the carbonated water plus the syrup, and if you use that as the syrup, and then just plain soda. Water. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. So what we're saying yeah. is, put this in your soda stream. Oh, oh hell right. Yeah. Put this in your soda stream, and this is your ginger. You make beer. your yeah. ginger beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. And um, it's, uh, I don't know if any of y'all have tried this with a little bit of bourbon mixed in. Oh yeah. Holy um, shit. That's good. That is very yeah. Good. yeah. You guys that's could sell that good. on the shelf. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, we're we're going to take a very modest 10% royalty. Right. Ready. An uh, RTD. Ready to drink mm-hmm. cocktail mm-hmm. in a can. Ever heard of it? Yep. Mm-hmm. I know Joe Garner, you're probably not familiar with it. RTDs in quotes, uh, ready to drink cocktails, but oh, how about R2D2s though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's oh, totally. R2D2s. Yeah, yeah we know them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Was he, he was a protocol droid? He was fluent in, I think, five billion. That's C3PO, you bitch. Fucking adjust your tone over there, dog. There's not many sci fi things that I know well enough to tango with you on, but Star Wars, the Four, five, and six. Uh, yes, I was talking about C-3PO and oh, sorry, his his ability to speak in five billion forms of communication. Oh, yeah. What was your problem with that exactly? I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about R2-D2. No. Who speaks it's in three one language. And, and it's, it's beep, 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 Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, said, but he can say more with his beep, boop, beep, boop well, than most of us can You put C-3PO in, in an lives. X-Wing and you see how well he flies that thing. Not great is the answer to that question. Not great. <laughs> All right. I do apologize. I didn't hear that you were talking about C-3PO. Yeah, why don't you <laughs> calm the fuck down over there? Why don't you? There are a few off, things I care John. so much about. Whoa, too. whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, whoa, wow, that was. It got, it got real profane. Sorry. Hey, Andy. you know um, you are the intern here, right? I'm just kidding. You know what? I no, I, I was gonna I, say fire me, but don't fire me. I would be really sad. I think I missed I your promotion already. from studio audience member to intern. Oh no, I went from studio audience member to replacement John, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I went from replacement John to full uh, John. Well, you you were gone for a while. I tried to be gone as long as I can during Chicago's winter. That and then fair. I settled at unpaid intern. I don't know. I, it does feel like a step back now that I'm looking at well, it. Well, you were an interim position. I mean, come on. That happens all the time. Acting. Real John came back and I went to unpaid intern. So, Well, we both have uh, dark hair and blue eyes, so it makes sense that you would take my role. Assistant to the regional manager. Assistant huh. to the regional John. Mm. No, you got to negotiate for more, girl. This Why don't you quiet down over there? <laughs> did you get a bottle of Redbreast cast strength? Because I did. I have mm-hmm. not gotten anything from Parker since my birthday. 
which was this one. It was <laughs> which was like two weeks ago. Like two weeks ago yeah. And it was excellent. It was mm-hmm. excellent. He's a very good gift giver. It's his love language. Actually, can we have a little bit more of that ginger? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, get in there. Get yeah, in there. That was fantastic. It's going back around. Also, um, all right, so I want to also comment on this bottle design. So we've had really three bottles. Uh, and I like bottles because I am vain enough to appreciate something that goes well like in the bar cart. By the way. Um, this is slender. It is. It fits in like most places pretty easily on the bar cart. I think you could. Yeah, it's also got a a, a picture, a hand drawn, beautiful. It looks like a watercolor almost, or like a. It's a of ginger, which I actually didn't know. I'm learning by looking at the label of what the ginger, ginger looks like. Yeah, ginger plant. Yeah. And uh, apparently, it has blooms, uh, but we only eat the root. Right. So I think that, uh, but it's a very slender, beautiful bottle. It's three seventy five, which actually Andrea always talks about. She's like, I wish that they made spirits in smaller bottles. Well, this is a there you go. In a, you know, it's very good. We've got a great uh, cocktail in the tasting room uh, at the distillery. Uh, that's it's our, our gin and the ginger liqueur, and then just a little bit of fresh squeezed uh, lemon juice. Oh, it is. Oh, I'm all it's, over that. It's, it's, I'm it's all over fantastic. that. That's, That's summertime so cocktail right there. So yeah. Good. Yeah. The, the shamelessly nameless is what we have. Mm. Mm. All right. Let me get a little, <laughs> little water in this glass so I yeah. can really appreciate. Parker, are you mixing the cranberry gin liqueur with the uh, I, I am. liqueur? I am. Because I'm a mad scientist. You're, you're blowing my mind here. I'm a mad scientist. I'm. It may not work. It, we don't know. It, and no, I have no idea what's going to happen Parker's right now. Parker's going off the rails. But if I yell, it's alive, after I try this, you'll you'll know we've done something great. Yeah. Or terrible, depending on your point of view. Well, yeah. Frankenstein. Right. <laughs> it's alive! Try, try that. Um, just try that. All right. God damn it. Who, who would have... Th- would have thunk it. <sighs> I'm, I'm gonna want the 20% on that on that uh, commission mm. there. You're gonna have to negotiate for that. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. I approve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well done. And then, how great do would both these bottles look on your bar cart? I think oh the both of those go so well. One is uh, just an Art Deco uh, fishing out of his dream, and the other is just uh, so slender, so beautiful. Do you need a little ginger over there, John? Yeah, if you don't mind, I'm gonna try that too. And then we're gonna I just can't live in ignorance. We, we are going to move on to the next one. I love yeah, me a should. little ginger. I we should for redheads. I uh, know. All right. So um, I want to ask I you, Drago. So I had a. I think I had a honey liqueur. Did Caval uh, do the, that back in the day? Uh, it, not just back in the day. It still exists. There's the uh, a chrysanthemum honey That's uh, liqueur. Yeah. And then we also have a, a rose hip liqueur. Oh. I did not bring our whole lineup because there's actually more stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, um, we, we, we talked about enough. this. We talked about this. There was, there's only so much stuff we can drink in one setting. Right. Yeah. Um, We're approaching the limit. So for Koval Part 2, we'll bring off the, <laughs> right. the limit does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're going to have to have a Koval Part 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, though. I did just try that. Um, I'm sorry. Don't mean to interrupt. But the ginger liqueur, the cranberry gin liqueur, those two together, they complement each other incredibly well. And I hate that Parker came up with it. Only because but here we are. he's getting 20% on yeah. that. <laughs> Listen, right, I, I, came, I came to change the world, and I did that. So you're welcome, everyone, everyone in the world. I thought you always had more of a Thanos vibe going on for the world. I, I, I Listen, came to destroy the world. I, I'm, hold on, hold on. Thanos was right. I've yeah, been on the right. ground floor of this take. He wants everything to be perfectly balanced, as all things should be, as that rye we tried earlier was. All right, so we're going to have to move on. I hate this, but... 
Cobalt coffee liqueur. Yes. And wait, so this is a partnership or intelligence? Sure, correct. Oh, that is like the most Chicago. uh, I mean, when I first moved to Chicago, intelligentsia was the coffee that everybody was like, "Oh, you got to get that." Yeah, it's Chicago and Chicago. I mean, it's still it's still a thing. There's there's all the place. People still like it, but I mean, like it was the first because now dark matter is a big thing. But when I, you know, it wasn't as big back then. Uh, Intelligentsia is do love dark matter. Yeah, well, it's like it's yeah. There's a certain like tang, certain like. You know intelligentsia. I, I do think yeah. dark matter can be a little too bitter, yeah. in my opinion. Humble opinion. Uh, yeah. And just like a side note, if you guys ever come across Sparrow Coffee Roasters, they're only in restaurants and they're, they're not like I've available. I was going to say, I feel like- Yeah, yeah. they're not available like on the shelf. Yeah. Um, they're really good. super awesome. They're in the West Loop or like the Fulton Market yeah. kind of area. Okay. There is the roastery. Mm. Um, and what they do is they, um, they, they, they partner with- said restaurant or whatever and they like they they taste the 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 menu items the food and they make like a blend of coffee to complement like what the food is in oh that's in so cool. i think we were totally at a spot amazing we oh my god yeah amazing. Um, it's so, so good. new no two like restaurants have the same, same. sparrow coffee in our that's neck so cool. of the woods we really like gaslight oh gaslight's uh, great yeah. just yeah. right down the street from mm-hmm. where we yeah, are right now awesome. um well, place great freaking coffee great oh, coffee yeah all right, I've, can you nose this just for a second? Because this coffee oh, smells great. That Ooh. is, yeah, that's the intelligence. Mister Black, take a back seat. Right. I need, right? I need easy. an espresso <laughs> martini right now. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously. Stat. And by the way, we Stat. have a great espresso martini at the tasting room. I'll be there tomorrow. See you tomorrow. All right, forty-two forty-one North. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm use ready, Google I'm Maps. Ready. But uh, so now we have two cocktails to get. Uh, well, I'm getting the espresso martini first because honestly. I just want to get this bottle to get the espresso martini every day. We've had coffee liqueurs. I've had coffee liqueurs that are just okay. Sure. And the nose on this, and now that I've tasted it, this is phenomenal. And I think this would go in an incredible espresso martini. This this has more personality oh, shit, that's than a lot yeah. of coffee I just, liqueurs. I just tried it. That's very good. The, really good. I, I really, really like, it's not just... John, find the Mr. Black behind you. This is, <laughs> listen, I just think it's important sometimes when we're talking about... Um, Particular spirits like this. There should be a bottle some, somewhere back there, I would hope. John, what is the Koval liqueur back there? Uh, uh, to your left, right? The next one to your left. To your right now. Oh, right here? Uh, no, oh, to, oh, yeah. Yeah. Is this a chrysanthemum honey? Come on. Holy oh, shit, we had, a, we had an extra Koval oh, no, the whole time. Surprise Koval. Surprise Koval. Surprise Koval. Surprise Koval. Surprise Koval. I mean... I mean Amazing. So we had the chrysanthemum honey on the bar. Didn't even realize it. Nope, it's jasmine. Is that right. unopened? It's jasmine. Jasmine. Fantastic. Um, oh, is it? That's my, unopened. That's, we don't currently. Oh, you guys. It, so. No, let's not do that. Because I brought this over. I forgot about that. Open it up. No, we're doing yeah, it. All right. I mean, well, we'll it's cool. It all right. I'll take it home. That's fine. I'll just take it home. It's actually. Cool. No, cr- we gotta like. Open it up, dog. All right. Well, no. Yeah. You get. Yeah. Yeah. Get. Give it a little shake. Okay. Can you shake this for me? So I think we're all aware. Like a Polaroid picture. Yeah. I, I hold on. I, is it shaking enough? Let's give it back for yeah, a, little yeah, yeah. a little more. No, <laughs> that's all you get, folks. That's all you get. <laughs> shaking, not that stirred. Was, I will say that I, before we move on, I just want to point out that um, uh, this is an awesome coffee liqueur. I think that coffee liqueur is having a moment right now, and that makes it very special. Were you guys doing coffee liqueur before it was cool? So one of my favorite cocktails, as you know, is the Revolver, which is bourbon, coffee liqueur, and orange bitters. Oh yeah. 
Uh, you've never made that for me, and I just assume it's because you hate me. That's because I don't make drinks. I have people for that. Yeah. <laughs> we have producer Jenny, who is not here right now. Correct. Mm-hmm. Koval Jasmine liqueur. You have no idea. This All is right, not let, in our lineup right let's now. Let's talk about the realm of, uh, is Jasmine... It's so a, deliciously A real moral. Disney princess. Go on, John. Yeah, she totally is. The fact that you even questioned it <laughs> makes me wonder about your... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just <laughs> strip her name Jasmine, but... Yeah, well, mm-hmm. Honestly... Haven't we all? No. I mean, Jasmine, is it is it a flower? Is it a grain? What the hell is it? It's a flower. So it's it, it it's a tree. Oh my um, god! It's none and, of the above. It, well, it's a tree. Trick question. And, and then the the like, it, it it blossoms and blooms, and it's the blooms that or the so, flowers that off the tree that. So this liqueur is, I guess, uh, flavored with that. It's not like the the base is probably something else, right? Uh, so the base is our redistilled tails. Oh, that's right. You said this earlier. Yep. I'm glad you were paying attention. Um, <laughs> I mean, there, only there will be a only test. enough to be reminded. <laughs> there will be a test at the end. So, so the redistilled tails from uh, the. But uh, you guys distill a lot, though. The, I forget what it was, though. The I cor- mean, so like any of like the you know, the rye, the the bourbon, the. When the tails get redistilled, uh, the impurities get removed, but um, also a lot of flavor gets removed. So, so it creates right. like, like a really neutral spirit. Like a grain neutral spirit. Yeah. Like a oh, grain that's neutral right. Okay. Spirit. So do you yeah. do you guys blend like the grain neutral spirit from like say your fifty one percent, forty nine percent, fifty one percent corn, forty nine percent millet, and like the rye and like all of the different mashables? Do you like blend the tails? Uh, you know what? That's actually a very good question. Um, I think we do, but I'm not 100% sure, so I don't want to like... I love a good caveat. Has, has anyone else given this a sip? Because it's, no. great. it's really it's good. I've already... so good. Mm. And That's I want to point out... I'm so glad that I forgot this bottle This here. This bottle, no one remembered it existed. It hadn't been opened yet. This is an actual just surprise bottle. And it's a, yeah, like a, it's outstanding. It is. Yeah. There's, I don't always love a floral taste. It's delightfully floral. And it's floral in the best way possible. It's almost like a tea, like a floral. Yes, that is exactly what it is. Like a tea flavor. You could do this with whiskey. You could do this on its own. What did you just put in there, Parker? I just put in that Koval single barrel bourbon. Yeah, I'm putting some in too. And you should, you should do that. I want this. It is giving me like iced tea vibes. Mm-hmm. Like I want God, this that's f- mm. in like a, a boozy, boozy Arnold Palmer. I love that idea, by the way. Uh, Drogo's got the gin in his hand. That was my second thought. Put the gin in there. I put the bourbon. Uh, the bourbon and this wow. jasmine I'm so scared. Fantastic. I'm just watching. I'm just, I have. You know what's crazy is we're, we're sitting here surrounded by, I mean, objectively great bottles. I thought you were going to say people, but okay. I mean, well. I'm just kidding, yeah. There's Medi- a couple I great, could... Great bottles, mediocre people. <laughs> yeah. But we've been, we've been blending fine. some stuff and it's all been amazing. We haven't even brought in anything that is not Koval. Like right. you can you can go strictly only on Koval products and find these amazing blends. But seriously, this fucking bourbon jasmine liqueur combo... I'm are, so upset that this jasmine liqueur is not just on the shelves because it's on my shelf. You can come here anytime you want to. Have yeah. it. You can come to my place when I grab that bottle out when Parker's That is my away. bottle, John. That was a gift to the foes of Mordor. <laughs> All right, wait, Your but, exact words to me when you gave it to me. Well, so let me ask you this though. Uh <laughs> uh Drago, so you tried the gin with it. What do you think? 
Actually, the gin with it is spectacular. Is it do too? Do you want to try a little yeah. sip of my yeah. bourbon with it? Yeah. Try both. Get in there. Yeah, yeah I want to do both. a little we'll That's why she offered it. You know that's why I offered I want to do a little switchy switch. I'm keeping my jasmine oh, nice. un- untouched. untouched. Wow, I heard both oh, sips at the same good time. Too. Wow. Just different. All right, it's so super different. If I was gonna, if I yeah. was gonna add the the whiskey or the gin to mine, which one should I add? Both. Both at once. <laughs> no, no, not, not both not, at once. No, not, not, oh, not I both thought you went to your like personal collection and you. Oh need both. no, no, I mean to um, literally my glass right now. I so have the jasmine. For me, it's it's gonna be the bourbon, but that's my taste as a big time bourbon drinker. I feel like that is the right call. Put a little bourbon there, John. Yeah. Get in there. It's really good. Be cool. What, for the what first is that? Time. Portlandia skit. Bourbon. Put a little bird on it. Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it makes sense. I've I never been to Portland. I lived um, in Logan square first. So, um, and uh-huh. one of the things too, I want to just mention about our, our, our liqueurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we tried the, uh, the ginger here. We tried the coffee, yep. uh, a surprisingly uh, great accident. We tried uh, the jasmine. Um, we've got a rose hip. We've got a, um, a chrysanthemum honey. They're all kind of made with the idea of maybe using them in place of simple syrups in cocktails. Oh, I love that. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're, where you're adding like a little bit of sweetness, but you're adding other flavors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that some of the thought behind making them was kind of that too. Like... Um, the rose hip makes a great uh, uh, Manhattan. Use it in place of vermouth in the in the Manhattan. Oh, oh my god! I am so it's, hesitant it's to add simple syrup to anything because just sweet without an accompanying flavor, I don't really enjoy. Go low on that, yeah. Yeah, like a I I really splash. I get that some things need sweetness, but without like. When you have an accompanying flavor like this jasmine or, you know, anything we have on the table, really, the coffee, the ginger, that is something I can enjoy. But just sweetness I also is very off-putting to me. Wanna, so I love that idea. I want to add, too, for the Manhattan, I'd love to find anything else other than vermouth to put into it because I hate vermouth. And the idea of putting uh, if any you're, you're making a gin old-fashioned, as Parker would call it, just an, uh, not an old-fashioned, a gin martini. I would call it a martini. What are you talking That's about? Yeah. I'm saying right. Parker would call it just a martini. Yeah, a gin old-fashioned kind of sounds like a martini, though. <laughs> kind of. But but you're making that. I mean, you need vermouth in a martini. Uh, I mean... You need, dry, I, hold on. you need dry vermouth in a martini. Sweet vermouth in a Manhattan, different story. You can go, you can find sweet elsewhere. Like, what they're you could get a different liqueur for that. Similar to an old-fashioned, you can get sweet elsewhere from simple syrup, which we did a fig, li- fig liqueur on our... Uh, yeah, which was great, um, and these liqueurs work for that as well. Like that Jenny jasmine liqueur is amazing. A mean fig old fashioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about the ginger liqueur uh, in place of your simple syrup in your old fashioned. Oh, it's yeah, it's going to be super because it's just a little bit, right? Yeah. You're not going to mm-hmm. use a ton yeah. of it, yeah. so it's going to be a super subtle. Um, when I when I use uh, simple syrup in an old fashioned, I use um, a mixing spoon. Sure. Oh to yeah. Measure it out, not like a teaspoon, like. But you know, right? Like a like a cocktail mix, like a bartender spoon. Yeah, like yeah. a bartender spoon. Right? It's it's a super tiny amount. Oh my god! It's like yeah, it's like yeah. an eighth of a teaspoon. Yeah. So just I I use that. I throw it in there, mix. Um, and by the way, James Bond was wrong. Uh, stirred uh, yeah. is preferred. Yeah, to co- shake. correct. That is very correct. Yeah, you don't want to water it down. Yeah. 
depending what you're making. Uh, espresso martini, you want to shake because uh, you want the froth. But Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Um, Good to know when we buy that Coval coffee liqueur. Right? And yay Coval and Intelligentsia, right? Right. That's like the it's two Chicago brands come together having a beautiful baby. What was everyone's favorite Coval expression? It's a tough question, we I know. We tried a lot of things. I'm going to start with John. Go ahead, John. I just wanted to offer it out there because I feel really strongly the uh, the ambu- oh, I can't even say it. Amburana. Amburana. Amburana rye. Uh, I thought that was so cool. I just loved mm-hmm. how tropical that was. I loved where it brought me. I just, you know, it's, it's a, Chicago takes forever to get out of spring. And mm-hmm. this really was awesome. The tropical pineapple pina colada flavors. So cool. I want to go. I want to go Drogo next. Drogo, your favorite of the uh, Coval lineup. Oh, man. If you say they're all your favorite, I'm well, right. Well, it's a, it's a your picking children. your favorite child. Uh-huh. Um, Everyone's got their yeah, favorite. Yeah, but everyone has one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, it's it's probably like the Ambrana rye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then probably the cranberry gin liqueur and then the ginger liqueur. Strong take. Um, Allie, your favorite of the group. I'm just, it feels like I'm just piling on, but that Amberana really surprised me and um, I really, really liked it. Very cool. Oh, I got to change mine now because um, if everybody I know. It, Listen, yeah. why would I lie though? No, no, I don't think you're lying. So just, many reasons. Um, so many a- Andrea, reasons. your I mean, thoughts? I was going to say the same thing, the Amberana rye. Okay. I really? came in. I came into this expecting that the cranberry gin liqueur would be my favorite mm. and I still love it. But the amber on a rye, um, I don't normally like rye. I wasn't really expecting to like it that much, but I really, really enjoyed it. Never heard I, Andrea say I love a rye. So I will give a shout out to the coffee liqueur because I am stealing that bottle. I'm not going to do that. I'm not a stealer. Yeah. Um, but we'll just be drinking all of it that you can while you're over. <laughs> but I'm, I, I really want to try that in espresso martini. Like I want to go mm-hmm. brew a little espresso, shakey shake, shake, shake. And have the time of my life. And I think it's going to be the best espresso martini I've potentially ever had. People mentioned a second favorite. I would like to just give a strong shout out to the single barrel four grain whiskey that we tried tonight. I sure. thought that was incredible. I thought it was audacious to do a four grain, mm-hmm. a small distillery, uh, doing oats, barley, rye, and wheat. Those are There's not even corn in that four grain. And mm-hmm. maybe that's why it's so good. But I just thought that was really awesome. And also... I just want to say one other thing about every single bottle that we tried tonight. The prices are incredible for all of these things. Um, we're, I mean, we're dealing with inflation for a lot of bottles, especially with whiskeys. And to see these bottles at 40 to $45 for uh, some of the regular rise in whiskeys out there, that's cheap compared to a lot of the newer startups that start off with a product that you've never seen before and mm-hmm. they're immediately starting at 50 and 60 and I think that's awesome that our very own Caval is keeping it 40, 45. And then, yeah, the Umbrana Rye is 60 because that thing comes around never and mm-hmm. it's 100 proof, right? So you yeah. up the proof. So I just. And uh, shout uh, out to a Chicago staple, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the kind of the oldest of Chicago distillery, honestly. Actually, right now, yeah. Actually, yeah. the oldest Chicago distillery. Um, so that, wow. that's part of the story, too. Um, we mentioned earlier that it's the first distillery to open in Chicago since like the late 1800s. Yeah. Uh, so there were these like prohibition era laws that were still in place 
after prohibition got repealed, uh, breweries were still allowed to, uh, you know, were allowed to brew again, wineries and stuff. Near beer, yeah. Uh, but, but distilleries not in, yeah. in Chicago. So actually, our founder, Sonnet, like, she actually, and, and Robert went like down to, they had a battle like Springfield uh, to repeal these laws. I mean, so they literally like went to the state legislatures to change the laws to allow distilleries to actually be opened in Chicago. That's amazing. Um, actually, yeah. though, that sounds like maybe even in the state, really, because I can't think of an older distillery in Illinois. There, there really, down south, there was a giant, we won't specify yeah. names, like uh, <laughs> a Diageo distillery. Mm. Um, and there were some rectifiers, um, wow. but not really distillers. And remember what we talked about when I said earlier, um, Austria, 27,000 distilleries in that tiny little country, tiny relative to yeah. the United mm. States. In the United States, there's about 7,000 distilleries. Well, we have a very so, strong federal regulation of distilleries, right? Like if you, you have to have a permit, you have to have so many different things in place to distill in the United mm -hmm. States. Otherwise, you're breaking like about a million federal laws. Yeah. And I don't know that it was the same way with Austria back in the day. And I feel like this is like post-prohibition, a lot of regulation. And so it's hard to get a distillery up and... Hence, you know, Illinois probably had some laws that you had to cut past and need yeah. some visionaries to do that. You know, and then, in, in, you know, uh, Chicago, um, where it's like, I, was, I got a guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. But the alderman was super on board uh, with, with having, you know, Caval doing what they were doing. Um, and he was actually instrumental in helping, like, to find spaces uh, for the distillery and stuff. Um, and, uh, Right now, there's about like 35-ish, you know, distilleries within Illinois. Wow. Um, and like I said, about like 7,000 nationwide. So if if Austria can support 27,000 distilleries, <laughs> at one point, America's yeah. got like, we, we've got room to grow, right? So, so, yeah. so you know, the, the market can grow and it's like a, a question of, you know, the pie gets bigger, but then everybody has a piece of the pie. We need to eat more pie. Oh, right, we totally need more pie. pie. You know yeah. what I mean? More like bourbon infused cherry pie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, so yeah, it's 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 not just like that. You know, where there's like local distillery, you know, like like you said, it, actually, kind of John at the beginning, like we're the OG of yeah. of, of Chicago uh, distilleries. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think Chicago has some fantastic distilleries, and I think. There must be some homage paid to Koval because it's it's just really a consistent product across all of the labels, all the brands. Uh, there's something really, uh, there's a lot of care put into this. And very proud to have this as a Chicago brand. Yeah. I mean, it's a family business. I mean, it, really, yeah. literally. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's you know, there's heart and soul. Is it, is it, I, I mean, we can... I mean, just wondering though, is it owned by the family still, or is yeah. it like it's not? Oh, no, we're we're wow. independently owned. We're woman owned. Um, yeah, we're we're not Diageo. We're not AB InBev. We're not. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. not been acquired and, by a bigger. Entity. And I was gonna say, you know, I mean, by this point, there must have been people coming knocking at the door at Caval to buy because oh, there we've has seen to be. so there many distilleries get bought up mm -hmm. 
I mean, Wilderness Trail last year bought up by Campari, right? Like happens all the time. Like that's a real testament to be able to want to keep your brand, your brand and do what you want to do. I mean, that's, that's awesome. On that note, like what do you guys have going on right now? Anything special happening? Anything in the works? Uh, there is something in the works that I can't actually talk about. No, it's super exciting. Oh, no. What's the most it, you can it, say about it? Um, uh, it, there is something. Th- there's zero I can say about it, um, but it's super exciting. What, when, uh, is it a seasonal thing? W- Come on out uh, next year. That NDA it, is working overtime it, right now. It, it right? right? He's like, what paragraph is that? <laughs> we don't want to get you in trouble, but we do. we are excited about whatever is coming out. Um, it, it's probably only going to be at the tasting room, um, and not on liquor store shelves. And nice. maybe but when would, could, would we find out about this? Like, do I need to go next week or like a month from now? <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, you know, visit covaldistillery.com and, uh, you know. Stay on your P's and Q's. Yeah, you know? it, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say much more than that. Um, we do have a couple of brandies. Oh, uh, really? Like, like. Those kind of European style brandies. Yeah, yeah. Ali is a recent convert to brandy. I had one brandy I hated, and you thought you didn't like brandy, and then I had a few that I really liked. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And these are like those kind of Eastern European style, like unaged brandies, fruit brandies. Cool. Um, We have a uh, uh, a maple syrup rye right now. What? Uh, that's like a that limited is release. All um, up, yeah. Start with that. All up in my business. It's, yeah, it, it's 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 our rye uh, finished in in maple syrup casks, mm-hmm. uh, which is outstanding. Also, and then we've got like other like cool like non uh, like liquor things. We've got like a, a like a um, uh, hot sauce that's been like aged what? In, Very cool. In, in, nice. in our spent casks. And you and know I'm ready like, to come get some of those candles. <laughs> those can, right? Right out those candles though. At our retail store that's located 4241 North Brandish. <laughs> keep plugging it. Keep plugging it. Keep plugging it. And seriously, you guys, like the... The distillery experience is super awesome. Well, that cocktail class, I know we are all ready to yeah. sign up for tomorrow. Like, I'm ready to take that next class. Next month. W- next whenever month. I'm no, like, you're back. Re- next recovered month. from... Uh, next month. Yeah. Next no, month no, will no, be no. there, buddy. Surgery. That would be great. Um, and, and you guys got the, the tour passes. The tasting room is great. We've got some great cocktails Oh, there. I'm excited. Um, uh, a few... Hold on. Let me just... Real, yeah, yeah. Do your uh, thing. Do your thing. Do your spiel. Few events uh, at the distillery. <laughs> April thirtieth, we've got uh, yoga and cocktails. That's a Sunday. <laughs> it's a great day for yoga and cocktails. Yes, yeah, yoga and cocktails. Uh, so first, it's yoga, and then uh, afterwards, because you hate doing yoga, you have some cocktails. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, you're just like oh, I've been. I'm, I'm all loose. Like, there's nothing nicer than just like being loose and then getting a beer, getting a cocktail, getting you know. Um, and then Easy. I believe on the 28th, right? So that'd be the, that Friday, That's Friday prior, yeah. um, the whimsy, uh, comedy show. So we do like stand up comedy too. I can't believe you guys um, do comedy at the distillery too. And we, it, it's, it's super cool. Cause we do it like, uh, in the distillery, we have like this, this platform where we like take people in on the tours and stuff like that. Um, and so like, that's kind of the audience area. And then we kind of light up the distillery from the background. So, oh, uh, stills are backlit and stuff like that. And it, so it's, 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 cool experience to experience like some local comedy, uh, in, in a great environment. Um, we do 
different like chef's dinners uh, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so we're, we're trying to kind of expand just kind of the events that we're doing at the distillery. Because um, you guys, uh, you moved to this space from another space in the last few correct. years or like, so. Yeah, like two or three years ago. Um, so we were just further up Ravenswood. Um, and so, I mean, it sounds like a very impressive, beautiful spot. It, it is. It's 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 awesome. The, the distillery is there. The bottling line is there. Uh, the, the retail store, the, the the tasting room, like kind of everything is under the the the, the one roof. Um, it, you know, uh, weather permitting, we've got a great uh, outdoor deck to really. Um, wow. Yeah, it's just it's 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 a great way to spend an an afternoon on on a weekend. Full experience. You, you, you do like the the distillery tour, uh, then you hang out in the in the tasting room. Um, yeah, at, at 4241 North Ravenswood. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, on that note, I'm going to cut in. Um, thank you so much for being here, Drogo. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you guys, too, for like bringing Caval. Like, just awesome. I mean, you take it for granted. You know, it's yeah. like being a New Yorker, living in New York, not going to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, no, in Chicago, it's you great stuff. So thanks so much. Um, please uh, hit us on Instagram, at Spirits guys. Um, email us your great ideas, your uh, your criticism for John um, over at chispiritgoods at gmail.com. I'll never read it, but Parker will fee- uh, I, let me know. I will. And then uh, our merch store, zazzle.com slash store slash chispirits, guys. And uh, check out Koval. What was the address again on that, Drogo? Uh, that's 4241 North Ravenswood. <laughs> I don't even know uh, my address that well. We're a little north of uh, Irving Park, south mm-hmm. of Montrose. There you go. Uh, it's our distillery, our retail store, and our uh, tasting room there, too. And uh, Thanks so much for being with us, and uh, 